Wellston Golden Rocket football is on the air. Fox Sports 105.3 FM, AM 1330 WYPC, and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Tonight's game is brought to you in part by the Ohio Valley Bank, Howard Hanna Realtors, McNerlin Network, Four Winds Community, Gas and Stuff of Hamden, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, McDonald's of Wellston, R.M. Williams Funeral Services, Benton County National Bank, Lockard Insurance Agency, Iron City Implement, Rent to Own, Dave Strickland State Farm Insurance, Dave's Custom Butchering, Leela Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Wellston Golden Rocket Football also brought to you by Nymco Propane, Happening Bistro, Holzer Health System, Higgins Steel Roofing and Siding, Felicio Foods, Monroe Collision with the Collision of the Game, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am and KO of Jackson, the Gallia Jackson Meg's Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagen, and Clagg, Attorneys at Law, the University of Rio Grande, Jackson and MacArthur Centers, Dakota's Roadhouse, Jenkins Care Community, and Jackson County Banking Center. Now, with all of the play-by-play action, here are Nathan Mullahan, Matt Peterson, and Jordan Lackey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fox Sports 105.3 FM and 1330 WYPC AM. You're listening to Golden Rocket Football. We are glad to have you on the broadcast with us this evening. I'm Matt Peterson, your play-by-play guy this evening. Uh, with me is Nathan Mollahan, a color commentator, and Paul Peterson. He's going to be helping us on stats. We'll try to pull him in in between quarters and maybe at halftime so you can hear from him a little bit. Um, Nate, I'll tell you what, man, it's a beautiful evening for football, a little bit warmer than we'd like it to be, uh, but it's a lot better than what we had last week. It is nice out, and it's a good crowd. they got the B-League night, so you have all the B-League players, the cheerleaders, and some coaches all lined up and some fans lined up at the goal line waiting on the Memphis Falcons to come out, um, the bands on the field. There's a good crowd, and there's a good energy out here tonight. So we looked at this game a little bit yesterday during our pregame, and these teams, I think, are a little bit more evenly matched than people expect. Um, of course, Menford doing a lot of homework on them. The, the guy that offense is going to run through is number four, Jeff Pike, a senior running back. Uh, he's got over 2,800 career rushing yards. He's coming up on a couple of school records. Uh, so look to see some big things from him. I watched a little bit of his huddle tape earlier this week. Uh, another guy to watch on offense is a sophomore quarterback. I believe his name is Peyton Cottle. Um, run a little bit of option with those two guys. Well, like we talked last night on our pregame show is um, – Memphis' strength is a run game, and our strength is our defensive uh, uh, run. Um, so their strength against our strength, and hopefully we can come out on top tonight. Right, and I think the line play is going to be a, a major factor this evening. Um, something that we have been talking about as far as the Golden Rockets are concerned is the much improved line play on both sides of the ball. Uh, you'll see a little bit of a def- different defensive look this evening. Uh, but so far this year, linebacker play has been outstanding. So, uh, like you said, it'll be interesting to see um, how Memphis' run game does against that Rocket defense. Uh, similar styles of offense. Wilson doesn't run a whole lot of options, but you'll see mostly power run tonight. I don't expect to see the ball aired out much at all. Yeah, I think we've got a good chance of winning this game tonight. And, you know, it's going to come down to what we've said all year long is numbers. We've got, of course, a couple of starters that are out. Actually, one starter from last week, last two weeks, Josh Clarkson, one of the big-time players on both sides of the ball. Um, I believe he had surgery today. He Correct did. I'm wrong. It and went well. That went well. So hopefully he can come back and, and maybe play before the end of the season. But not only is he a good motor energy out there, but he's a good attitude and a good leader. So you lose that. Um, but I know we talked to Coach Graham last night. They've got a game plan to hopefully 
you know, fill in for him, and, and uh, hopefully there'll be, there won't be a step down right there. Right, and I think as far as Clarkson is concerned, the hurt on defense is a little bit more than on offense. Um, yeah. He's been splitting time in the backfield with Seth Lambert uh, from the running back position, but we'll see a little bit more of Mason Collins, I think, this evening to, to fill in for Josh's role on offense. Uh, but we'll see how they do uh, replacing him at that outside linebacker position. He's only a sophomore, uh, but he's a big returning piece from that defense. He lettered and started all um, ten games last year at outside linebacker for the Rockets. So that's a big piece. Uh, another guy that I want to mention for Menford that's been a pretty big factor in their game so far this year is number 27, Mason Books, a punt return machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so what, three returns for touchdowns already? Yes. So don't kick the ball to him. Yeah. So, so Menford has some, some fast guys. Uh, the two guys that we mentioned uh, previously, Jeff Pica, uh, Peyton Cottle, both right around 11 seconds in a 100-meter dash. I think Peyton Cottle was a state qualifier in the 200 meters. So Menford definitely has some speed. Rockets going to have to be disciplined on defense and really work on containing that outside edge because uh, the huddle film that we watched on, on Menford's run game, man, if they get if they get, if they get the edge, that's going to be hard to catch up. When I rewatched last week's game, Pete, and I broke it down really good last night and today, and we really did a good job last week. We played a really good team, and there's just a couple mental mistakes to where our linebackers were maybe – um, just had confusion on where they were supposed to be in pass coverage in this couple plays. And those just just happened. There's a couple plays um, fairly made the most out of the sports of big touchdown. So I think, you know, like we talked, you got Coach Graham, you got a new system, you got guys that are learning. And I, hopefully this week they went over some of those mental mistakes and we can make improve on that for this week and come out with a win. Right. I'll have to correct myself already on a name pronunciation. That is Jeff Pika, pronounced P-E-E-K-A. It's uh, spelled P-I-K-A. Uh, so one thing I'll say about the, the hospitality here at Menford, we've got some very nice gentlemen sitting up here with us. Yes. Uh, they've been very helpful, very welcoming. Uh, so we're excited to get this game on. Uh, Menford Falcons just came out. Uh, still waiting on the Golden Rockets. Haven't seen them on the sideline yet, uh, but we expect to very soon. Great crowd. And, hey, I want to say shout-out to Total Media for hooking us up for, with some new equipment uh, this week. This equipment is uh, exceptional, and it really makes our life a lot easier uh, makes it kind of dummy proof, so um, which is good for us. <laughs> yeah, shout out to JJ and Porter House and everyone back at Total Media for getting some nice equipment. Yep, uh, and the other uh, injury we wanted to mention uh, for the Rockets going in is Justin Jackson. Uh, he has a torn labrum. Uh, had an MRI this week, and they're not quite sure what direction they're going to go with that. Uh, but that's a big piece on offense and defense. He helps Bennett Yodder in a checkout at tight end on offense and outside linebacker on defense. So the Rockets are a little bit banged up. Um, but all things considered, I think both these teams are hungry. Menford uh, last week to Chesapeake lost by a point. Uh, so you know they're going to come out with something to prove. Uh, the Rockets, of course, uh, just had a little bit of a mismatch down at Fairland. Uh, just a little bit too much speed. Uh, but they saw what it was like to get tested. And I think are, they're going to come out ready to fight tonight. Yeah, I was talking to the guys up here in the press box you know, about last week. A lot of their, the, the hometown folks, the, the team, the coaches, they feel like they really uh, – left one on the field last week and uh, didn't finish that out. They scored, had a really good first half, didn't finish the game. So I think they're going to come out fired up with a lot to prove tonight. So we need to come out and just play solid football, um, no penalties, and just make sure we do our job like we, we see every week. That's it. So Minford is set to receive the opening kick. The Golden Rockets just came out from the locker room onto the sidelines, so they're having to hurry up uh, and get into their kickoff set. Uh, senior kicking specialist Mike Weber, number 19, getting the ball set. Uh, to kick off to the Minford Falcons, back deep for Minford. Of course, we already mentioned him, number 27, Mason Books. I believe, is that 26 or 28, 26? I'm looking. Number 26, Trenton Scaff. So those are your return men for the Minford Falcons. Mike Weber has the ball, placing it on the tee now. The referees are going to the sideline. 
the, the Rockets are kicking in from the west to the east. The Memphis is going to be looking right into the sun. That could be a factor on this first kickoff before the sun goes down. So here we go. We're ready for Friday night football. Mike Weber's kick is away and looks to be just a little bit of an onside squibber. Fielded at about the 35-yard line. The return man's going to be dropped down right about that spot. That's number 21, Gavin Downey. I think that's a good job. You keep it with their speech to number 27, and that's a smart play by Coach Graham moving up like that. That's it, because a guy like that can turn the game. 35 is not the best starting field position if you're on defense, but that's a lot better than having one broken. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Right there, you know, you just like all right, keep the ball out of the guys that's going to hurt your hand as much as possible, and it gives you a lot more chance to win the game. So uh, I think Falcons are going to come out and have a hurry-up type offense too, Matt, from last, just like we've seen last week. Yep, they are spread out right now. Pika in the backfield. Aiden Cottle takes the pistol snap, hands it off to Pika. Pika cuts off to the left. No, it's a bubble screen. What a great play fake. Completed to Mason Books on the outside. Mason Books is going to get a bubble screen pickup of about 10 yards on a great play fake from Peyton Cottle. That was a nice play there. He had uh, course, all the focus is on the big running back in the big run game, so he fakes up the middle, and then he rushes out to the side. Looks like he's going to run the ball, and then he sl- uh, slings out to the flats. The guy wide open makes him, uh, one of the Rockets miss and what, gets, what, 10, 15 yards. So that's a gain of – they originally marked it nine. Now they're going to give him first down. We thought it was a first down initially. That was right out of 10-yard gain. So uh, Peyton Cottle in the pistol. Again, play fake to Pika. Peyton Cottle back to pass. There's a flag in the backfield. Ball's broken up by Kale Fott. Kale Fott had a chance at an interception on what looked to be a seam route. Listen, that's that's going to be dangerous. They throw his way. He's going to pick one tonight. I promise you that. We have a flag in the backfield. Looks like it's going to be holding against Minford. Yeah, Kale Fott's playing extremely good football right now. Not a lot to see from him in the receiving game last week against Fairland. But he had 219 yards on kick returns and a couple of those like we talked about last night i think he ran about 100 to get 30 or 40 yeah, he, he was breaking tackles a lot of shaking and spin moves uh, so we're excited to see what kale Fock can do a little bit of a different look for the rockets on defense johnny scott looks like he's playing outside linebacker the corners evan canner kale Fott, also seth lambert at linebacker and the safety mason collins i think on defense kale's a sleeper because a lot of guys don't know what he can do Yep. So the Rockets have gone away from the three-man front there and a four-man with Bennett Yoder in the check, uh, left outside linebacker up on the line. Peyton Cottle again in the pistol. Trips to his left. And a hard count's going to get the Rockets to jump off sides. So they'll get a little bit of that holding yardage back. So a little bit of, you know, kind of the Rockets are a little anxious right there to make another big play. And that's okay. I can handle that. At least they are hustling. Mm-hmm. So first in, what, 15 now? Yes. From what the their 41 yard line? Yeah, first and 14. Hard to say. So again, same formation. Cottle in a pistol. Pika lined up directly behind him. Trips to his left. One flanker to the right hand side. Cottle takes a pistol snap to Pika. Pika with a gain of about five yards on a straight up the middle run play. Good job, Isaac Isaac McWilliams on the first guy to make contact, and he's been a guy that's been active on that. From the linebacker position, good job. And then they uh, had a host of Rockets help clean that up. Yeah. Safety Mason Collins got to that play in a hurry. So uh, Mason, is that a new position for him tonight? Or does he normally play safety? He's played some safety. uh, But usually they have a free safety, strong safety. It looks like he's back there by himself. They're running a 4-4. So second and 10. So now three by one uh, spread here for the Falcons. Trips to the right this time. Still in the pistol. 
Cottle takes a snap, bubble screen out to number 14 on the right-hand side. Right 14 down. has a little bit of a seam, finally wrapped up and brought down by number 12, Bennett Yotter, in a check. It's going to be close to a first down, maybe about a half yard short depending on the spot. Our, fi- our corners are going to have to get more physical because number 12 is pushing him all over the field. He's got to contain that. He's getting pushed down inside, allowing that quarterback to get out or that receiver to get outside him with that bubble. So we got to be more physical right there. Do not let him get outside. Right. And that's a lot of ex- a lot of experience on that wide receiver core for the Falcons. They returned almost their entire starting lineup. They have 13 seniors back. Almost all their wide receivers are seniors. Uh, so you, you really have to pay attention to what's going on on that outside edge. So far, the execution on the play fake has been fantastic for Menford. And then, our, like I said, our, our corners have to be really disciplined and not want to duck, uh, duck down inside. they got to keep fighting up the, on the outside shoulder upfield and force him back into our linebackers. So as expected, we're going to have a measurement here. It looks like he might have it by the nose of the football. So while they're measuring, let's give a shout-out to Jordan Lackey, who's not with us again tonight, and uh, we miss him when he's not with us. Yeah, Jordan does a fantastic job. Great filling guy, great personality. So we definitely wish he could be with us on road games. Uh, but he'll be back with us next week at home uh, when we face Portsmouth West at C.H. Jones Field in Wellston. So here we go, fourth and short. Fourth and about, what, six inches, a fist or so? If that. <laughs> so right here, I can expect Memphis one at the line scrimmage to give us a hard count. we got to be disciplined. And then if, if not that, you got to expect number four to get the ball. He's a monster out there. Right. Looks like a lineman in the backfield. So, so far, we've seen bubble screens and any, anything. The run plays have been straight in the middle. Uh, so pay attention to your edge guys here, Gage Goheen and Hunter Brown. So Peyton caught on the pistol with trips to the left side. Watch the ball. Don't jump. Hand off Hands off the peak. And no surprise, but he nice. hit in the backfield. He may not get it. That's a good spot. What a great play by number 55, Isaac McWilliams, number 56, Connor McWilliams. Good play there. So even if we get the first down, hats off to the Rocket defense. They read that play beautifully. Yeah, he only got about a foot. He, he did get the first down. He needed six inches. He might have got eight. That is a load coming at you right there. I, what, you got his height and weight, Matt. He's 5'9", but clocks in at 210 pounds. He's only 5'9". 5'9", 210. So that is a lot of man coming at you with that kind of speed. He looks a lot taller than 5'9". According to Max, Max Preps, I got his 100 meter at 11'2". Ooh. So that's fast. So Peyton Cottle in a pistol again. He's moving. Fakes to Pika. Quick pass out to the right. A little out route to number 14. Knocked out of bounds by number 7, Evan Canner, after a gain of about 10. Good job by Evan. Don't want you know, keep the uh, receiver in front of you when they catch the ball. Just break down and make a tackle. He did a good job, knocked the guy out of bounds right there. Yep. So Minford is not running super tempo, but they're not getting in the huddle about every play. They're, they're moving somewhat quick. So the wide receivers are already coming out, getting set at the line. So right now, Nate, our corners are playing about ten yards, seven to ten yards off. So we'll see if that changes. Now we've got four wide twins to both sides, peeking in the backfield in a pistol. Cottle takes the snap, drops back to pass. Pass into the seam. Ball complete to number 12. That is J.D. Mattis. Right there, and right there we've got to have our safety come up and make a break on that ball. When that ball's in the air, he didn't move. He's got to come up and break that break that up. Quarterbacks did a good job, and the outside linebacker did a great job on coverage, but our safety's got to make a play on that. So now we're tempo. Trips to the right. Peyton Cottle in a shotgun with Pika offset to his left. So Pika takes a snap. Straight drop back. Rolling out, ball intended for Pika. Nice oh, hit. Nice hit by Kale Fott. Almost picked one off again. I'm telling you, he's going to get one. So they ran Pika to the left side on a wheel route, and Kale Fott did a great job of jumping that. Yeah, they ran him out of the backfield. They had two receivers out in front, kind of 
almost almost like a pick play, but they did a good job not picking, and then snuck him out behind those two receivers, and Kel saw him and then was able to jump up and make a big play right there. Almost that would have been a pick six, right? Because he had nobody between him. So back into the pistol now. No, I take that back. Peyton caught on the shotgun with Pika offset to his right. Four wide receivers. Toddle takes a snap. He's going to roll off to his right-hand side. Looking, looking, throws. Nice job by Bennett Yoder in a check. So two straight broken-up passes by the Golden Rockets. Peyton Cottle tried to float that one over the top. It looked like maybe to a little whip route on the outside, and Bennett jumped the route. I couldn't see that, actually, what, uh, what Bennett did, but it looked like a good play because of the window here. But, yeah, great, great job by the Rockets in the red zone. Now it's third and ten ball on their own 17 with 9.57 go in the first quarter, 0-0. Zero zero. So Minford so far has been very methodical with this drive, but a little bit of a stall. Uh, trying two straight pass, pass plays on first and second down. The Memphis come out, and, you know, of course, what we've seen the first two games has been run. Now it's been pass dominant right now. So let's see what they do right here. Yeah. I almost think the big guy's going to get a carry to try to at least get some yards here. Look for number 27, Mason Books. He's in the slot to the right-hand side. Watch and see if they don't target him on a corner. So Cottle in the shotgun, back to pass, looking to throw again. He's going to come up and run. Nice job. Who is that? Is that McWilliams? Gage Goheen. Gage Goheen. Gage Goheen teams up with Kale Fott. Get a quarterback sack. So that's going to bring up fourth and about 14 or 13. Fourth and, we'll say fourth and 13. Gage was our player of the week last week. So that's big for him to come out. And we talked to him about, you know, just come out tonight and make your, these old <laughs> Rocket veterans proud. And that's a, a big play that'll make everybody proud. So Minford's going to attempt a field goal. On to hold is the quarterback, Peyton Cottle, the kicker, Miles Montgomery, a 5'9 junior. Oh, the hold was muffed. The quarterback's running with the football. Rockets trying to clean it up. They're going to run him out of bounds, and that's going to be a turnover Minford. Good job, Rockets. So they couldn't get the hold down clean, and the Rockets make a stand inside the red zone. So it would have been about a 35, 36-yard attempt, and a bad snap, and Rockets did a great job making sure that they didn't let him get to the edge, and uh, now they're going to take over on downs and deep in their own territory. The ball be marked at the 22, still no score in the first quarter, 9-12 left to go. Great stand by the Rockets. That's what you want to see right there. That's something to give them some confidence right here. So I'm excited to see what we're going to do on offense. I'm, it just feels good to watch that drive in like that. So Johnny Scott, as his troops in the huddle, offensive line comes set. You're going to have Evan Canner wide to the left, Kale, slot, Kale Fott in the slot to his left, with Seth Lambert offset to the quarterback's left side. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun. He's going to take the snap, hand off to Seth Lambert to the right. Lambert's going to be hitting the backfield, not going down easy, but he might get a gain of about one yard or a half yard. We've got to mix this up because if they've watched any film, if you follow number 78, that's where the ball is going to go. And right there, it was no different from what we've done the last two weeks. We've got to give them some different looks. If not, Memphis is going to jump that. And, and running back placement matters, too. you said this numerous times. If we line up on the left-hand side, chances are we usually run off to the right-hand side. So now we've got two split backs. Looks like Mason Collins and Seth Lambert flanking Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Johnny Scott back to pass. He's going to hand off again to Lambert. You know, they put two backs back there again, but still they followed that pulling guard. Yep. So Lambert, a gain of about four. Or we'll give him three. So we're going to bring up third down and six. Ball spotted right now about the Wellston 26-yard line. We've got to get a little more, less predictable. Um, if we want to grind this wind out. The Rockets taking their time in the huddle. So on third and mid, the whole playbook is open. We'll see what he does here. So Seth Lambert offset to Johnny Scott's right. Kale Fott 
Slot to the right, Evan Canner wide right. Johnny Scott takes a shotgun snap. Going to be dropped back to pass, still looking to throw. He's got a deep ball. He's got wide Caleb open. wide open. Caleb Fox got nobody between him and the end zone. He's at the 30, 20, 10. Nobody's going to catch him. Caleb Fox for the first touchdown Ooh. of his high school career here in Wilson, Ohio. Great, great job by Caleb. He was wide open. Nobody was around him. That was almost like Johnny Scott on a wide open layup. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Just throw it up easy. Kel had to come back for it just a little bit, and which allowed that defender to catch up with him. But then when he caught the ball, he turned around and he made it to the end zone. That was a great play. Good job, Rockets. If he doesn't have anybody in close proximity to him when he comes down with the football, look out. Because he's got a great speed burst. He didn't have to use any of the agility that we're used to seeing. 23. And so, so number 19. So the, the Rocket line did a good job giving Johnny some time. Johnny had about three seconds to throw that ball, and Johnny did a good job not running because at first there was it a – It looked like he might. There was a lane to the left. He, he kept moving his feet, moving his feet, and then waited on the cow to go open. He made a great play. Good job, Rockets. And Mike Weber's point after attempt was good, so it's 7 to nothing. Golden Rockets. 7.43 left in the first quarter. We're going to take a 30-second break. I'm Matt Peterson with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson on stats. We'll be right back at you in about 30 seconds. Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. You're listening to Football Friday Night on Fox Sports 105.3 FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back live on Fox Sports 105.3 FM and 1330 WIPC AM. I'm Matt Peterson with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson, the Wilson Golden Rockets, coming off their first score of the ballgame with 743 left at 7 nothing. Wilson on a deep pass from Johnny Scott to Cale Fott. I'm trying not to scream and get crazy up here, but it was such a great drive. Our defensive series when they come out, you know, had a big stand deep in their own uh, red zone. <clears throat> and then to turn around and come back and get a big touchdown like that, that's huge. So nothing different from Mikey Weber. Another squib kick going to be fielded by number 21 at about the 34-yard line. He's drugged back closer to about the 32. Finally wrapped up and brought down by number 64 for the Golden Rockets. That's going to be Dayton Breach. So Dayton, he's one of the guys, the last guys we coached out there, <clears throat> a senior. He's a, remember in middle school, he was a short fellow. Now he's pretty tall. <laughs> yeah, he hit that growth spurt. Yeah. Great special teams play by Dayton Breach. Yeah, the other night we, when he was on the radio or come up on the Thursday night show, I didn't recognize him because he'd shot up so much. But, yeah, it's good to see these guys out here uh, finishing off the senior year. So Peyton Cottle in the pistol with Jeff Pika right behind him. Twins to both sides, four wide. Peyton Cottle takes a shotgun snap, hands off to Pika. Pika up the left-hand side, great play. Oh, Oh, my goodness. He might have been gone, but he ran over the referee. That referee got sandwiched. Mason Collins had come up to make the hit from the safety position. Also over on that side was Isaac McWilliams. The referee just kind of found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think the referee made a hurt (laughs) hurt him. Uh, That was a great job. By the referee on that on that tackle, he brought him down. And he used good hip movement and then wrapped and rolled. So good job on the ref. It's a good about a 13 yard run for Jeff Pika on first down. So it's first and 10. Minford, ball spotted at about the 43. Trips to the right hand side. Pika in the pistol, hands off to Pika. Pika up the middle, hit initially. Gage Goheen trying to wrap him up, 
He's still fighting for yards. Good hard run by Jeff Pika. That's good yards after contact. He was hit by initially Gage Goheen and drug Gage for about three or four yards while other Rockets are hitting him. Actually, Isaac McWilliams made first contact in the backfield, and then he, of course, chugged uh, that off, and then you know, a lot of yards after he hit our contact there. So going tempo now. Peyton Cottle in a shotgun with Pika behind him. Hands off to Pika again. Pika breaks a couple tackles, busts up the middle. Finally brought down after a gain of about seven by number one, Johnny Scott. So Minford going back to their bread and butter. So I expect to see a little bit more of this. Now they got us on their heels. First down inside the our own, uh, actually on the 40-yard line. I'd like to see something maybe to press up the field here. And Wilson's going to take a timeout. That's a good timeout call, I think. Yeah, that was good. You had straight two straight run plays there where you kind of got punched in the mouth. So I expect Coach Graham's going to talk to the linebackers a little bit about gap discipline uh, because they were blown completely out of the play on those two runs. Yeah, well, someone that big, you just got to get low, you know, and just wrap him and hold on and then let somebody else come help you tackle him because uh, that boy is a load, and, and he has a lot of momentum behind that him. So it's, he's hard to tackle. Yeah, at 5'9", that's a low center of gravity. When you're 210 pounds and run a 100-meter dash in 11-something seconds, that's a tough bring down. Yeah, and like you said, I do like the timeout call because, first of all, our Rockets, they need a little breather there, and then you do get a chance to calm them down. You know, um, we have a really good start to this game, and we just want to make sure you don't let it get out of control as far as emotionally and right now. So we got 6.53 left in the second quarter, or I'm sorry, the first quarter. We're up 7 to nothing, and so we're in a really good position here, so I really like the timeout. Yep. First time out of the ball game for either team. So Memphis still has all three. So teams coming out of the sideline huddles now. Rockets are set on defense. Now as a defensive coach, this is really going to force you to really – because you look at Memphis, they do have athletes that can throw the ball. So you really got to be smart here because you want to make sure you stop the run, but at the same time you don't want to lose uh, those guys out there on the edge. So we have trips to the right, and the slot man is uncovered. Hand off to Pika. Pika to the left-hand side. Great defensive play oh, by no. the Golden Oh, no, he brought – he came out of it somehow, and Pika's going to go. Nobody's going to catch him. It looked like he was down after about a gain of maybe two and somehow came out of the scrum and broke it up the left-hand side. Hey, that was a great play. The Rockets did a good job getting in the backfield. You just got to bring him down. You got to hold on to anything you can hold on. Uh, but Pika just overpowered the whole Rockets side <laughs> defense right there and ran for about a 40-yard touchdown. Great run for that young man. So, like, you mentioned this a minute ago, and we didn't expect anything different. Minford came out, and I think maybe just to try to throw Wellston off. Hold on. Did they – so that there was a penalty. Also, change of events here. So he actually stepped out of bounds at the 17-yard line. It looks like so. Good. So a little bit of a saving grace there for Wellston. But I can expect a little more from them right now. Exactly. So Peyton Cottle in a pistol. Peeking right behind him. Going to hand off to Pika up the middle. No surprise there. Hit early. Gage Goheen's going to bring him down after a gain of about four. Good job. If I'm the Rockets right here, I just tell my DBs, hey, we're going man. And our linebackers, you got your focus is number four. Well, something to pay attention to. Last time we lined up in trips, the middle guy in the slot was uncovered. So they're trying to spread Wellston out. So three see, by one again. Yep. Similar similar situation here. So if play fake the Pika with that option. Peyton Cottle around the right-hand side. He's going to gain another about five. So that's going to bring up about third and one. Inside the five-yard line, ball's going to be marked about the Minford three. We've got to finish plays. Um, Bennett out there is probably one of the best athletes on the field, but there's a lot of times he quits before the whistle. I'd like to see him just give everything he got through the window, whistle one time. So number 14, Bryson McQuaid out wide. 
No surprise here. Handoff straight to Pika up the middle. He's going to get a first down. And I, my apologies, that ball was uh, marked at the seven-yard line on that last play. Pika's most recent carry gets him to the three, so that'll be first and goal from the three for Minford. So a good strategy right here, just using the big guy. And our defensive line is also our offensive line, so this is really wearing these guys down right now. Play fake to Pika. Peyton Cottle in on the quarterback keeper to the left. Play fake to Jeff Pika and followed him right into the end zone. Good play. Good play action. Actually, there was he faked to, to, to nobody. It was He faked to the air. <laughs> and we still bid on it, and uh, we held up just a little bit and allowed him to get the edge. So good, good play by Menford. So both of those guys are extremely fast. And kicker Miles Montgomery, the junior, into attempt to point after. Toddle to hold. Hold is down this time, and the kick is good. So we've got a tie ball game with 5.31 left in the first quarter. Score 7-7 after Jeff Pika. No surprise there. Led the Minnesota Falcons on a very methodical drive, capped off by a quarterback keeper by sophomore Peyton Cottle. Yeah, that's uh, kind of concerning right there, just the way they are able to overpower us and just drive that, drive that ball out there. So we got to come – Think of a way to come back, of course, and you know, and then find a way to keep our guys fresh, which is tough right now. So I like to see a little more of what we have in that last drive. You know, move the ball around, try to get out on the edge. And it's going to be a chess match between our defensive line, their offensive line. I think at times we we've played well, we've made initial contact, um, but as you mentioned, a load of a running back like that, you've got to play disciplined football. And make sure you get him on the ground. Don't give up on tackles. Yeah, everybody's got to. You got to finish. You got to. You got to go to the whistle blows. You cannot quit. You can't think he's down. You got to know he's down. And uh, if you're someone that's watching the play and you're not the initial guy to get there, you got to give everything you got to get over to help your your buddy out. So back to receive the kick for the Golden Rockets, number 15, Kale Fott, the deep man in the middle, about 15 yards in front of him to either side. Seth Lambert on uh, the left hand side, Mason Collins on the right. Mason Collins filling in for Josh Clarkson at that special teams position. So Minford's kick is away, straight down the middle of the field. Kale Fott's going to field that right out about the five-yard line. So Kale Fott's going to cut straight up towards the middle. He's got a couple of nice blocks. Breaks to the outside. Has the edge. Cuts past number 21. He has the edge, folks. He's running up the sideline. Finally run out of bounds by number eight at about the 49-yard line. So just to carry hold from last week. we got to hold. It's coming back. Oh, great return by Kale Fott. Looks like it's going to be called back. It was completely away from the play, too. And those are the most frustrating ones, Nate. We talked about this from back when we coached. The ones that has nothing to do with the play seems like the ones that always kill you. It was a senior that you depend on. I'm not going to call his number out right there, but that cost him. Yeah, that's, a, that's big time right there. you got a guy who gave everything he has to get to make a big play, and then you're being undisciplined away from the play, even right in front of the ref. So we got to be smart. So instead of the ball being placed at the Rocket 49-yard line after the big return from Kale Fott, referee's going to mark it off now. And the official call is holding. They're going to mark that ball all the way back at the 11 or 12-yard line. So that was a 30-yard penalty for the Golden Rockets. Yeah, that's huge. That hurts. Keep them. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun with twin running backs. Mason Collins to his right, Seth Lambert to his left. Kale Fott in the slot to the left with Evan Canner wide left. Hands off to Lambert. Lambert cuts up to the right-hand side. He's got the edge now. Pass number 28. Pass number 14 still going. And finally run out of bounds at about the 37-yard line. So nice run by Seth Lambert. Great job by that offensive line. 
good job by the Rockets and good job by Seth hitting that edge. Uh, Bennett Yarchek had a great block out there on the on the end to force uh, seal it off and give him a big run out there. So good job out there. So Seth Lambert is not slow by any stretch of the imagination. So he had a great angle, outran the pursuit by the corners off to the right-hand side. So ball on the right. Tash, right now, Johnny Scott staying in this formation. This is something we haven't seen much from the Rockets. Mason Collins and Seth Lambert both in the backfield. Hale Fox going to motion out of the slot, out to the left-hand side. And we're going to have a false start. So penalties come back after a perfect week as far as penalties are concerned last week for the Rockets. We've had two already in very, very crucial key situations. Yeah, that's huge. Like I said, you gotta, we got to be smart. Going on this game, you can't have much, you can't have big mistakes like that. You know, it was nice seeing, like you said, the, uh, the back, of course, two back, uh, back there in the backfield on each side of the quarterback and then have a Kel in motion, which actually gives a defense a different look. So that's something I think is going to, uh, hopefully we see throughout the game. So nice job by the coaching staff. Uh, players right now need to help him out. So not, right now we're trips to the right hand side. Seth Lambert in the backfield. Mason Collins wide left. Kale Fott in motion. Option to Kale Fott. Johnny Scott's just going to keep it. Scrambles out, runs to his right-hand side. He's going to be cut down in the backfield by number 14, Bryson McQuaid. So a little confusing there. Johnny and Kel ran into each other. I think Kel's expecting like a jet. Scotty, uh, Johnny kept it, and, uh, of course, he was hitting the backfield for no gain. We saw him try to run Kale Fott on that little jet handoff a couple times against Oak Hill, and it hasn't had any success. Well, you got to run motion a couple times before you run that, because the only time we've ran that, we've handed the ball to him. So exactly. you got to give him something to, to think about. So now we're back with Mason Collins off to Johnny Scott's right. Seth Lambert to his left. Kale Fott in the slot left. Kale Fott's going to motion off to the right-hand side. So now Kale Fott's wide right. Johnny Scott looked like a busted handoff, but Mason Collins has it. And he's hit by number 12 at about the 32, maybe a gain of two yards. Number 12, J.D. Mattis on the takedown. I'm going to be interested to go back and watch the film right there because I think Gage had a uh, pancake block right there on that D lineman. So Rockets in another third and long situation, about third and 13. All spotted at about the 32-yard line of the Golden Rockets. I pick Kale out there by himself, and I throw it up to him. It worked the first time. So look and see if they can isolate him. Right now, the angle of the sun as the receiver is running down the field, looking back into the west sunset, that could be an issue right here. Hopefully it's not, and we get a big first down. And the scoreboard casting a shadow right in the middle of the field. So Seth Lambert offset to Johnny Scott's right. Bennett Yodrin to check split out left. So Johnny Scott back to pass. He's under pressure. He's going to be sacked. Sacked for a loss of about eight yards by a host of Menford Falcons. So a lot of guys look like they came through untouched on that play. Yeah, that didn't look good at all right there. They just overpowered their offensive line, and uh, Johnny just balled up and, and uh, saved the fumble right there. So we'll kick to the Memphis Falcons and play defense. So Evan Canner can be back to punt for the Rockets. Back deep to receive for Minford. Two guys, number 27, Mason Books, who has, a, I think, three punt return for touchdowns, and number 14, Bryson McQuaid. So let's not kick it towards number 27. So Canner, his punt is away. It's in the air. Oh. And it's going to bounce off the back of the helmet of Levi Bellard at the Wellston 45-yard line. Poor Levi didn't even see it coming. Another mental mistake right there by the Rockets. We've got to really get our heads in the game right here. Um, this can get out of hand pretty quick if we don't turn these things around and just quit making these mental mistakes. 
And, and something I'm seeing a little bit of is just a lack of energy, and that's something yeah. we haven't seen out of the Rockets so far this year. Now, one of the compliments we gave them at Fairland last week was in spite of the fact that they were down, they kept slugging. Right now it just looks a little bit lethargic. It looks like we're down 20 points right now. And it's a tie ball game, and we're very much in this game with 319 left in the first quarter, 7-7 ball game. So Minford coming set on offense. Peyton Cottle in the shotgun, I'm sorry, the pistol. With Jeff Pika right behind him, trips to his left. McQuaid split out wide right. So Cottle taking the snap, hands off to Pika. Pika straight up the middle, hesitates. Great defense that time by the Golden Rockets. Bennett Yoder in a check cut inside from the outside linebacker position to help clean that play up for a gain of about a yard. Good job on the Rockets right there because initial contact, Pika bounced back like he was going to break away, but they did a good job coming in. And like you said, Bennett did his job, come in and finish the tackle right there. It's a good job by the Rocket defense. So that's what we need to see more of that discipline because you're going to get a heavy dose of number four for the rest of the night. But I've seen our, uh, our linebacker helping up Pika right there. Leave him on the ground. He needs his own energy to get up. <laughs> Always good sportsmanship yeah. by the Rockets. Uh, tap him on the helmet after the game. So four wide, Mason Books motions off to the left-hand side. Pika's going to take the handoff. He's wrapped up and brought down by number 51, Hunter Brown, in the backfield. Great play right there. That was huge. So Hunter Brown. Hunter come from that defensive uh the right side of the defensive line right there and just scrape down the backside. And as a defensive lineman, the way you're taught is when the play comes away from you, you just scrape down the backside of the offensive line, don't get too deep, and just sneak up. And that's exactly what he did right there. Textbook, perfect lineman play right there. Good job, Hunter. The Rockets coming back on defense. It's third and ten. Inside Rocket territory, ball marked about the 38-yard line. In the pistol, Peyton Cottle set to take the snap. Snap comes. Play fake to Pika. Cottle back to pass, throws deep into the seam. He's got a man, but he overthrew him. He overthrew number 12, J.D. Matisse or Mattis. I'm, I'll have to check on that pronunciation. But he had a man and just could not connect. Yeah, right there, Johnny Scott was one-on-one with him. And then, he, of course, he ran a, a seam route and then broke to, in a, to a, um, a post. Good route by him. Um, was wide open. And then uh, the quarterback just overthrew him. So, Wilson, what you've seen in weeks past is a three-man front. Uh, with two safeties, now they're in a four-man front with one safety. Um, and that's due to injury to Josh Clarkson. They're switching some things up a little bit there. So Fourth and ten from R38. Looks like they're going back to punt. Watch a uh, fake right here. Mason Bradley, number 28, back to punt. His kick is away. So he does punt. A great punt. High in the air. That ball's going to bounce at about away. the six-yard line. Away it's going to take a well ball. Kale, what are you doing? You, gotta, you can't. <laughs> I apologize for my frustration. <laughs> the ball bounced on the five-yard line, and and Kell was chasing the ball down. He just needs to get away from that ball. Because <laughs> if that ball bounces off him, it's a fumble inside our five-yard five line. So, whew, we, we got it, lucky there. Right. It took a Wellston bounce. The ball's going to be marked at, we'll say, about the 14-yard line. So, took a 10-yard bounce in our favor. But like Nathan said, Kale made that a lot more interesting than it should have been. As a coaching staff, you've got to tell your re- returner, put your heels on the 10-yard line. If that ball goes over your head, you just walk off the field. Don't want to get nowhere close. So Johnny Scott in the gun with Seth Lambert off to his left. Kale fought in the slot. Hands off to Lambert to the right-hand side. Lambert trying to cut back up to the middle. Bounces to the outside. Nothing much doing. So forward progress might give him a gain of two. Yeah, good job by Seth right there because he had initial contact, and then it took about three or four uh, Memphis backers to point him down. So nice little gain there. Looks like about three and a half, close to four yards. So better than I thought. I, th- I had him at about a two-yard gain. So nice job by Seth Lambert. We'll say about a three yards, so bring up second and seven. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun again with Seth Lambert back there with him. Kale Fox slot right, Evan Canner wide right. 
Seth Lambert motions off to Johnny Scott's right-hand side. Johnny Scott takes a snap straight quarterback. Keep Johnny Scott up the right-hand side. Nice job. Looked like number 15, Kale Fott, had a nice block. Bring up maybe third and about a yard. So Johnny Scott on a nice six-yard pickup for the Golden Rockets. That is a terrible spot by that referee out there because he was almost at the first down marker. So I apologize for the criticism, but from up here, he was a lot closer than that. So he's about a yard short, looks like. Oh, there's a flag. Oh, okay. So another holding call against the Golden Rockets. Those are drive killers, guys. That was a great run by uh, the Rockets there to get that. Put set them up for third and short. So now it'll be second and about 15. Ball marked all the way back to the Golden Rocket 10. So the old adage, we are shooting ourselves in the foot, is certainly on display here this evening. So Evan Canner's coming wide to the left. Kale fought in the slot. The running backs, Mason Collins and Seth Lambert. I like to see Kellen a little deep edge route right here, a corner route. Um, see him up the field and have him take a 10 yards and then just head to the corner and just float the ball out there. Let him run up underneath of it and catch it. So we have a stoppage of play as the referee comes in and says to reset the game clock. I think he said to 55 seconds. Right now there's 39.3 left on the board. And now that, that's correct. So 55 seconds to go in the first quarter, tied up ball game. Wellston buried deep in their own territory. Second and 15 from their own 10. Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Change up in formation. Kale fought slot to the left. Evan Canner wide left with Seth Lambert off to Johnny Scott's left-hand side. Mason Collins the wing back to the right. Johnny Scott takes a shotgun snap. Hands off to Seth Lambert. Seth Lambert cuts up to the right. He's dragging people. Nice hard run by Seth Lambert on second and long. We'll give him a gain of about eight. Yeah, nice, nice run by Seth. You know, yeah, I was expecting some kind of throw there, but good job. You know, hey, uh, line did a good job, opened up something for him, and he got about a, what, an eight or nine-yard run or right. there. So that's going to set up third and about four with 30 seconds left in the first quarter. Clock's still running. Doesn't look like anybody's going to make an attempt to stop it. We'll see if Wellston can get a playoff here. Um, coach, I'll let this run down. Gil, in the Johnny Scott's quarter. motion and wanting to hurry up and run a play. Coach is but it doesn't a, look like they're going to. The hands up. Yeah. Good job. Clock management right here. Get your breather. Give you a chance to talk about what you really want to do, you know, going in, in between quarters here. So as we talked about in the pregame, these teams are a little bit more evenly matched than people thought. Uh, we've seen what we thought we would see out of Jeff Pika, good hard runner, uh, set up Menford's touchdown. Nice play to Kale Fott. I think Wilson would look a lot better in this game if they can clean up some penalties. So on that note, as we're at the end of the first quarter at 7-7 Golden Rockets, you're listening to Matt Peterson, Nathan Mollahan, and Paul Peterson on Fox Sports 105.3 FM and 1330 WYPC AM. We'll take a 60-second break and see you in one minute. Keep your athlete in action with Holzer's Saturday morning sports injury clinics. Doctors Kelly Rausch and Charles Zurenberg offer Saturday morning clinics at Holzer Sycamore and Gallipolis from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and the Holzer Clinic in Jackson from 9 a.m. to noon every Saturday during the fall sports season. Dr. Rausch and Dr. Z have the experience and team to keep your athlete in action. Holzer Sports Medicine. No appointment necessary. Walk-ins are welcome. A bank is not just for loans. We provide all kinds of financial services. Innovative, state-of-the-art online and mobile banking technology, business banking, checking, savings, and investing. We can provide loans at some of the lowest rates possible. Stop by or give us a call. We're an equal housing lender. Ohio Valley Bank. Community first. Member FDIC.
You're listening to the Wellston Golden Rockets on Fox Sports 105.3 FM. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Matt Peterson with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. It is 7-7 going into the second quarter tie ball game here in Wellston. That's been a fun game to watch, although uh, Wilson needs cl- to clean some things up if they want to hang around in this game. You know, I do apologize for my passion because we are in perfect position to win this game. We just got to make sure we do not make mental mistakes. So on Wellston's own 14-yard line, Johnny Scott in the shotgun, fakes to Seth Lambert, going to be a straight keep for Johnny Scott, and he's going to pick up maybe three. He's going to be short. I, I go up to the line of scrimmage right there. If they're not going to go for it, which I don't think they will, at least try to draw them off sides. Fourth and three, two and a half. Yep. At least go up the line of scrimmage and try to go them off sides. If we jump five yards, no big loss. We lose five yards, we kick. So personal personnel change here for the Golden Rockets as Evan Canner comes in to punt. Back deep from Minford, number 27, Mason Books, and number 14, Bryson McQuaid. So do you fake it right here, Pete? I would not fake it in this situation. <laughs> we, we've done crazier things ourselves. I, I know. At this point in the ballgame, I don't think there's any reason to get <laughs> Yeah. That trigger happy. So Mason Collins, or I'm sorry, Evan Canner back to kick. Has plenty of time. His kick is away. Nice punt. Yeah, nice kick, Evan. Away from number 14. Nice bounce. Stay away from the ball, fellas. No fair catch. Number 14 tried to field it, and he paid the price. Good job. That's a great punt right there by Evan. He buried that punt, and it took a rocket bounce. And uh, and the best thing about that, it didn't go into number 27's hand. He kicked it completely away from him. So the ball's going to be marked at the Minford 40-yard line. I'm sorry, the 39-yard line. So nice job by Kale Fott and Levi Beller, a couple wide receivers to come in and make sure that number 14 didn't go anywhere off that field of bounce. So it was about a 35-plus yard punt there. Right, about, about as well as you can do from your own 14. So we're trips to the left. Mason Books in close to the line of scrimmage. In the pistol is Peyton Cottle with Jeff Pico right behind him. The snap is in. Option play. Pika keeps off to the right-hand side. He's untouched, and he's going to go all the way, folks. He's at the 20 now, 10-5, touchdown, Jeff Pika. It didn't look like any Golden Rocket laid a hand on him at all. No, and our safety right there was very late in the reaction. I'm not sure if he was hurt or what, but he didn't even make an attempt to come up and make a tackle. Um, by the time he made a play, the peak was already 15 yards on the field. Yep. If you want to have any success against this Minford running attack, you have to keep everything inside the tackles. If one of these guys gets the edge, it's going to be awful hard to stop that play. Safeties are run support, so once they notice that run, they've got to come downhill, and they've got to, at all costs, you've got to come down and make a hit. If nothing else, force them you know, back to your help. So number 10, his kick is good, so Miles Montgomery... Makes it a 14-7 ball game. Minford comes up and capitalizes on Wilson's punt situation. So now we are down a score and have got to get a little bit more discipline. Great execution on that Minford's part there to come back and you know make a big play, get this home crowd into it because the crowd is going nuts right now. It's a packed house. Um, the sun's starting to go down. The lights are on, and uh, we got a good ball game right here. That's a big time run for Jeff Pika. 60 plus yards. That is a great, great run. Like I said, you know, we've, we've got to be smart. we got to be aggressive. You, as, a, as a safety, you've got to be hard-nosed. You've got to be, no, hey, I'm going to hit a big guy. and I, I want to sell out at all costs, you know, for my team. But there's just been a couple of times, or actually more than a couple of times, too many times during this first half I've seen some uh, delayed reactions from our defensive players. And you almost wonder if it has something to do with the defensive change 
in yeah. personnel and formation. The lack of communication. So right now, uh, Peak has got four carries um, for 125 yards, average 11.3 a carry. And we're just now into the second quarter. Not bad. So thanks to my brother, Paul Peterson, yeah. for pointing, us out, pointing out that stat for us. Paul does a great job for us. We really appreciate him coming along and helping us out. He's a wizard on the spreadsheet, that's for sure. So Montgomery back to kick to the Rockets. Tail fought back deep to receive. Nice kick. Tail fought's going to take that right again about the five-yard line. So he has a little bit of room cutting up towards the middle. He's going to cut to the right-hand side. Bounces off to the left. Nice stiff arm by number 13. He could go. Tail fought has the edge to the left side. He's got two men to beat. Beats one. Finally brought down at about the 45-yard line. It looks like there might have been a face mask, yeah. but we don't see any call yet. It was yeah, it was obvious face mask right there. No flag. Yeah, there's one back here. Hold again. Jeez. They're going to call holding against the Golden Rockets. That's two straight big kickoffs for Kale Fott that are getting called back for holding calls against the Golden Rockets. Wow. Those are so costly. So that hold took place at about the 25-yard line. So, again, Wilson's going to find themselves back around their own 15. Yeah, uh, it's just suspicious. <laughs> but you know what? You just re regroup and you come back at them and come back and just put a nice drive here and score. I didn't see who the blockers were, if there were even any blockers out on that edge. All I saw was Kale Fott had an absolutely spectacular stiff arm uh, to break one tackle and then just pretty the much same guys, after that. The same guys call <laughs> in the same exact spot, different sizes of the field. So I don't know. Frustrating. Now we've got a stoppage of play again. And I'm not sure what the issue. Ball change. So we're going to change the football out, of all things. Ball's marked at the Golden Rocket 17-yard line. So the Rockets, again, buried deep in their own territory. Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Hale fought in the slot to the left. Evan Canner wide left with Seth Lambert off to Johnny Scott's left in the backfield. So shotgun snap comes in. Hand off to Seth Lambert. Follows a block by Gage Goheen. And then he's immediately hit by two or three Minford Falcons. Number 21, Gavin Downey in on that play, along with number 26, Trenton Scaff. Mason Collins, a wingback, did a great job sealing that end off first. And then Gage Goheen, the pulling guard, of course, led him through the hole uh, for a, not a bad game. What's that, about three about or four three yards? yards. So bring up second and seven. Ball marked at the 20. Again, this if, uh, if we follow number 78, I'll take us to the ball. Same formation. Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Kale Fott slot left. Evan Canner wide left with Seth Lambert in the backfield. Johnny Scott play fake to Seth Lambert. Quick pass out to Kale Fott. One-handed catch on a bubble screen. Kale Fott's going to be wrapped up by number – great play by number 14 because if number 14 doesn't make that play, that's McQuaid out there at the corner position. Kale Fott might have gotten the edge. Hey, right there, great catch by Kale. That's a one-handed catch. I know um, the coaching staff is kind of giving him a hard time again in the season because he was uh, – Working on one-handed catches, but right there, come up big. Good job, Kale. So forward progress is going to give him a gain of about three or four. So it's going to be third and three. Ball marked at the Golden Rocket 24-yard line. Great play by the defense right there, like you said. I mean, you had two DBs out there with one blocker, and he they just kind of overpowered the, the one blocker and just made a big play. So good job by Menford by breaking that down. So crucial third down here. We did not pick up the third and short on the last series. Seth Lambert in the backfield. Johnny Scott takes a shotgun snap. He's going to roll right looking to pass. Passes out to number seven, Evan Canner. Canner with the catch. Another hole. He might have a first down, but there's a flag in the backfield again. Every big Let's see play. See what the call is. 
another hold against the Golden Rockets. This is, this is do find this interesting. Like you said, it's so far it's been the same official making all of these calls. It's a little frustrating, <laughs> a little suspect, but hey. After having no penalties last week, to have three holding penalties in crucial situations, you just have to wonder. So we'll leave it at that. So that's going to bring up third and long for the Golden Rockets. Third and about 13. Ball now spotted at the 19, I'm sorry, the 14 yard line. So you're going to have to find some way to get um, a fast guy in space here, Nate, I would think. Yeah, you've got. You... I know we haven't shown a screenplay, and it's kind of dangerous, especially right now, but the screenplay would be wide open right here. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun with Seth Lambert offset to his left. Mason Collins at the wingback position to the left-hand side. Johnny Scott, three-step drop. Blitzer coming, number seven. Johnny Scott's just going to look and run. He does not have any room at all. Oh, my goodness, he's going to be finally run out of bounds at the 10-yard line. But that was not a very well-executed play at all for the Golden Rockets. Yeah, uh, Benford brought more guys than we had to block, and then Kell was wide open downfield, probably about 10 yards, but I don't think Johnny could see him because of the pressure he was getting from the defensive line right there. Good job by the Memphis Falcons. Um, let's just get a clean punt. We'll be punting from our goal line right here. So number seven, Wes Zimmerman on the pressure for the Memphis Falcons from the linebacker position. Evan Canner will catch this ball on the goal line. Um, just make sure you first of all catch the ball and then uh, get a kick out there. Certainly not where you want to be, folks. 8.57 left in the second quarter, 14-7 Menford, and they're back to receive Mason Books and McQuaid. Ball kicked towards McQuaid. Pretty short kick. Get away from the football. It's going to take a Wellston bounce, and it looks like Levi Bellard's going to look down that at about the 41-yard line. Menford will have their ball in their own territory. I'm sorry, in Golden Rocket territory. Someone needs to talk to Levi to <laughs> – Situational awareness. Give your, get, yeah, find out where the ball's at, and then uh, don't don't let it bounce off of you right there. Because right there, he, he almost stopped another three or four yard roll of the football that you know, that was in favor for us. So he's doing a good job hustling down the field, but he's just got to make sure, like you said, situational awareness. So the Rockets getting set on defense. Again, Mason Collins, the safety corners are Evan Canner and Kale Fott. The outside linebackers, Johnny Scott, Benny Yadavichek. So Peyton Cottle in the pistol trips to his left. Pika right behind him. Cottle takes a snap. Looked like he was going to hand off. It looks like it might have been a busted play. Rolls out to his right-hand side. Nobody open. Nobody there in the middle of the field. His number 11 makes Good the job, catch. Brought down by Bennett Yoder in a check. Bennett kept that from being a big gain because there was nobody in coverage right there. Yeah, nice nice run right there by the uh, receiver. He made uh, our linebacker lose his jock strap, and then Bennett come over and <laughs> made a big play and threw him back. That was one of the most aggressive plays I've seen by Bennett all year. That's what I want to see out of him. That was number 11. Troy Rhodes just sat down in the middle of the coverage, and nobody was home. Bennett had to come clean that up. So gain of about four is going to be second and six. From the 36-yard line, Menford in Rocket territory. In the pistol, Peyton Cottle takes a snap, hands off to Pika. No, he keeps it. This is that option we talked about, folks. Peyton Cottle off the left-hand side has a nice little seam, and he's going to pick up the first down, but we have a holding call. Against Minford. That guy likes a holding call, so at least he's being consistent, I guess. But, That's uh, it. <laughs> our defensive, our backers got sucked down inside there, just where there's so much focus on Pika. Our backers got sucked down inside, and the quarterback did a good job, you know, of course, holding that fake the last second and pulling out and getting around the edge, and uh, our, our backers got beat right there. But of course, we don't have a great angle on um, any penalty definitively. To me, it uh, didn't look like there was a whole lot there. 
Uh, but the Rockets will take it. Yeah. That's going to bring up second and long. That's a big break for the Rockets right there. So second and 16. That'll bring the ball um, all the way back to about the 46-yard line. So still in Minford's own territory, but definitely have a little bit of adversity to face now uh, to get, get that yardage back. And right here, as a Rockets, you want to, of course, make sure no one gets behind of you. But I almost like to see a del- wait for a delayed draw for Pika out of the backfield right here. So a little bit of a different formation here. Two running backs. Pika behind Cottle. Number 28, Mason Bradley back there with him. Hand off to Bradley. Bradley's hit immediately. Nice job by number 54, Hunter Collins for the Golden Rockets. Good job. Great job. And then, of course, Isaac McWilliams. Um, not Isaac, that was number 56 It was in there. Connor McWilliams was in there. Good job by Connor by making the help assist on that tackle. So third and long right here. So this is where, this is exactly what we needed to happen after that miserable offensive series we had the last time around. you got to contain that running back right now. If I'm that Minford coach, I give it to Pika and say, go get it, big boy. Yep, absolutely. Because he's shown if he gets the edge, that's all. So four wide, Pika behind Cottle in the pistol. Cottle dropped back the pass. Cottle might, he's just going to keep it. Seth, get out there. Right-hand side, Seth Lambert has him another holding call, maybe. Kale five, missed the tackle, so not going to be enough for a first down either way, but we have another flag in the backfield. So if that's a holding call, Nate, I almost take this to back him up far. Oh, you got to, right here. Because they're, they're going to go for it right there. Absolutely. If you give them fourth and short in that, in that field position, they're going. So mark off another 10. So a lot of holding calls all of a sudden. Initially it was all Wilson. Now Minford's getting bitten by the bug twice. The last not two plays that the Minford's had, they've done a good job out in space. They've kind of put jukes on our, our uh, position players, our, our cornerbacks and our linebackers. Our linebackers, of course, Kelly did a good job getting to the ball there, but we got to break down. You know, when you get there, don't overrun the tackle right there. Just break down and just slow him down and make a tackle. But um, good job by Minford. Yeah. Number two showed his speed. Yeah. Because that was a you know, straight option play he kept and got the left-hand side. Third and what? Just 26 right here. And we have a timeout, Golden Rockets, on third down. Make sure we're good and rested because this is a big-time big time play here. Yeah. I'll, something you don't see in high school football much is the the screenplay for the, the running back out of the backfield. And right here where you're – the focus is going to be on the downfield player or not to get burned deep. So as a defense, they're going to be focused on, hey, don't get let anybody get behind of you. And so what a what that um, draw or the uh, screenplay does is it makes the defense get deeper, deeper, deeper. And then when they're deep enough, you drop that, uh, that, that pass over the back of the, the lineman there and you send that running back down the field. And then he's in space. And there's the defense is spread out and you give him room to make moves. And uh, that's, I don't know, that's, I don't want to see something like that right here versus just going third and deep. Well, I think you have to drop Johnny Scott into coverage right off the bat. Yeah. They'll, they'll attack those seams. I'd put three across the top right here. Just don't let anybody get past you. They, they've had some success on those seam routes. Uh, they had a scoring opportunity um, in the first quarter and just overthrew the receiver. So it's 14 to 7 with 6.52 in the second quarter. And third and 26. Then for leading, and they got a lot. Third and 26, yeah. But back on their side of the field now, ball at their own 44-yard line. So Pika out here split out. He's the number two receiver down here. Empty backfield. Peyton Cottle in a shotgun. Watch a bubble for him. He doesn't look like he's going downfield to me. So Cottle, three-step drop. Has plenty of time. Going to uncork a deep ball. Intended down the left-hand side. It's caught. 
What a catch by number 27, Mason Books. We talked about him as a punt returner, but he just out-jumped Evan Canner and made an absolutely spectacular catch. Great job by that young man. Great quarterback throw. And uh, good confidence in the quarterback and that guy going up again. So good job. I mean, our DVs are right there. Uh, just a great play by the uh, receiver. And Menford going tempo with Pika back behind Peyton Cottle in a pistol. McQuaid split out wide right. Pika handoff met immediately by Hunter Brown. And he's going to be dropped for maybe a loss of about a yard. A hey, good job by Gage Goheen and Bennett getting up there and making first, making Pika ha- make a jump cut. As soon as he made that jump cut, Goheen was right there. Or Hunter Brown was Hunter right Brown, there. Hunter Brown, yeah. So some good play out of the edge, guys. Gage Goheen and Hunter Brown this evening. Hey, his jump cut is quick. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing slow about that guy. So three by one set. So second 11. Trips left. Peyton Cottle in the pistol with Pika behind him. Oh, bobbled snap. Peyton Cottle has it, managed to come up with it. He's looking to throw, has a man. Oh, the ball's out and finally recovered. What a weird play. So a busted snap that Peyton Cottle had to come back up with, managed to roll out to his left and find a receiver. The receiver catches it. Looks like he's going to have about a gain of five. He fumbled and immediately fell back on top of it. Right there was a tough play for Johnny Scott because Johnny Scott was playing good pass coverage right there. But when he dropped the ball, of course, it's hard not to want to come up and tack that, and he come up to try to make a play. Well, then the quarterback picked the ball up and then threw it right over top of him for a wide-open receiver. But that's a tough that's tough for a safety right there. So Wellston's going to take another timeout. And on that note, we'll pause for 30 seconds. You're listening to Fox Sports 105.3 FM, WYPC 1330 AM. I'm Matt Peterson with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. The Golden Rockets play here on Fox Sports 105.3 FM. Okay, we're back. That's perfect timing. The Golden Rockets coming out of their timeout huddle. And we have got to find a way to stop Memphis on this drive and get something going offensively. Our offense right now has just stalled. Well, I'll give you a couple uh, score updates right now that we've just got from the, stu- the studio. Venn County is 0-0 zero to zero with Trimble still. Oak Hill was down 21 to nothing at Rock or against Rock Hill. Jackson is up 14 to seven against Willisburg. That's so, what we have to know. No surprise on that Jackson game. We talked about last night. That was that one could go either way. So, uh, good luck to the Ironmen as they take on Berg. So Peyton in the shotgun this time. Going to be a straight keep. He's going to follow, try to follow the running back. He's going to be cut down at about the nine-yard line. So that's probably going to be enough for a first down. It's going to be awfully, awfully close, and it is. So a straight quarterback keep for Peyton Cottle. Had a couple of lead blockers. Looked like number 27, Mason Books. Number four, Jeff Pika, leading the way on that straight quarterback run. I would like to see our safeties come downhill a little bit aggressive. Right now, we're kind of tiptoeing. Once they see that ball carrier, they've got to come downhill. So we've seen a little bit more of a pass game from Minford than we initially thought we would. Now we're in a diamond formation with Pika in the back. Mason Books off to the right-hand side. And number 12, J.D. Mattis. Now Mattis and Books motion off to the right-hand side. Hand off to Pika to the right. Cut down by Gage Goheen immediately. Great nice job, job Gage. by Gage Goheen. Wow. What a play. 
Good job by Gage Goheen. He just overpowered the, the big guy right there. <laughs> and I think he might have some weight on Gage, and Gage did a great job. Put him on, the back, put him on his back. So that, he lost yards on that play. Right there was a second and goal from the about 11. About 11 yard line. So we mentioned it earlier. Great play so far out of the edge rushers, Hunter Brown and Gage Goheen for the Golden Rockets. And we mentioned it, keeping that thing contained is the key to stopping this running attack. So back in the diamond, we'll see if they stay there. Watch the little triple option right here. Mattis behind Cottle. Mason Books motions out of the backfield to the left. Hand off to Pika to the left-hand side. He's got a little bit of room. Nice defense. Gang tackled by a host of Rockets. Give him a gain of about five right there. So that'll bring up third and goal from the six. Yeah, good job by the Rockets. Just making sure he didn't get in the end zone um, for a short gain. But you got two more uh Two more downs to get that in there. So it's third and six. And, uh, I mean, why not give it to the big guy? Yeah, and that's you said it. You beat me to it. I was going to say just prepare yourself for two downs here. If you get a stop on third down, get ready. Because they're going to come try to punch you in the mouth again. So in the huddle, no tempo from Minford right now. We've got to put the squeeze on. And I'm, I'm not even expecting pass right here. So uh, they like this pistol, man. I bring my, my DBs up. Extra blocker in on the line, only two wide to the left. Busted, bobbled snap. Peyton Cottle running off to the left-hand side. Not going to quite get there. And they said he did. Said he hit the pylon. So a diving touchdown. Peyton Cottle barely caught the edge. Johnny Scott and Hunter Collins tried to get there in time but could not stop him from reaching out and touching the pylon. I wanna, we could have had him for a short gain right there. I, that was another I bad snap. Yeah, I'm just going to. Sometimes when uh, you have nothing positive to say, you just kind of pause and pass it. <laughs> so number 10, Miles Montgomery in to attempt the PAT for Minford. His kick is up, hold is good, and the kick is good. So that's going to make it 21-7 to with four minutes left in the second quarter. Minford over the Golden Rockets at this point. Our D-line, hey, our D-line is doing a good job. Our, our DBs have got to come up and give run support. We have been hesitant on coming downhill, and it's so frustrating because we have angles on them. We can, we can make those stop, but for some reason, we're just not attacking. Yeah. Well, and this is something we might talk about a little bit in the pregame. With Josh Clarkson is usually the guy to the outside, and they've had a couple of good quarterback runs. Quarterback keeps to that side, and you just wonder if that personnel change might have something to do with guys just trying to get used to uh, the new look on defense. So we'll see if they can clean this up. Uh, time running out here in the second half. I would like to see Wilson come back and at least has to get one score, I think, uh, to keep this thing manageable. So we will see what happens. Minford coming out, getting set to kick. We're back here. I think I had a glitch in the. Yeah, I think I hit the mute button there. Here. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> so we're back with Minford getting set to kick here. Miles Montgomery, the kicking specialist, he's a junior. Back deep for the Rockets, Kale Fott. And then just slightly in front of him, Mason Collins and Seth Lambert. So been deep kicks so far. Going to be the same way again. Nice line drive, deep kick. Backs Kale Fott almost up to the goal line. Takes it about the two-yard line. So Kale's going to try to find some space. Has a little bit of a seam. Cuts back to the middle. Well defended this time by the Minford Falcons. So no big return this time for the Golden Rockets. Kale get it out to right about the 20-yard line. Good coverage. 
by the uh, Memphis Falcons, they all stayed disciplined in their lanes in the coverage right there, and it didn't allow Kel to, to find a seam. So good job. Uh, good return by Kel. Anyway. He's uh, doing a great job returning the ball. Yeah, initially it looked like he might have a little bit of a wedge and a seam in the middle, but it closed up pretty quick. So it'll be first and ten. Rockets will have the ball at their own 20-yard line. Johnny Scott getting the play in from the sideline right now. 3.52 left in the first quarter, 21-7 Minford. And the offense comes set. Johnny Scott's going to be in the shotgun. Mason Collins wide to the left, trips to the right with Kale Fott, Bennett Yoder in a check, and Evan Canner. Seth Lambert, the backfield offset to Johnny Scott's left. Johnny Scott takes a shotgun snap. Hands off to Lambert. Lambert did not have any room to go at all. Number 77 for Minford, Jeremiah Smith. Stops Seth Lambert for only a gain of about two. Minford reading our, our uh, pulling guard. You know, number 78, Gage Goheen is a quick guard. He's a guy that pulls. As he pulls, that defense crashes to the side. He's going really quick right now. You're right. We really saw it on that play, Nate. So the Golden Rockets come back out. Mason Collins, the wing back to the right. Johnny Scott in the shotgun with Seth Lambert off to his left. Evan Canner wide left. Kale fought in the slot. Johnny Scott takes a snap. Play fake. Rolls off to his left looking to throw. He has no room. Rolls out. Johnny Scott falls back on it. So number seven, that's the second time he's been in the backfield. Wes Zimmerman to put pressure on Johnny Scott caused a fumble, and Johnny had the wherewithal to somehow fall back on top of it. So it's going to be third and a bunch for the Golden Rockets. I think that was a screen, trying to set up a screen for uh, Seth Lambert right there, and uh, Minford D just put too much pressure. So that play was completely blown up. It's going to be third and looks like about 12. Ball spotted at the Wilson zone 12-yard line. I think you've got to run the time, the play clock all the way down. To, you know, Just kind of run this clock out. Um, don't give Minford much time when they get the ball back. It's 2.39 left to go in the half. Something to mention, they have all three of their timeouts left. So you got to pull something out and try to pick up a first down here. Johnny Scott in the shotgun with Seth Lambert. Mason Collins in motion. Hand off to Mason Collins. from the, No, Johnny Scott just kept it. Or was that Seth Lambert? Yeah, it was Johnny Scott. No, he did hand off to Seth Lambert. Oh, he did? Yeah, it looked like initially he handed off to Mason Collins. Mason Collins might have been the better play call because nobody picked up on that motion. So Minford's going to take a timeout. No surprise there. It's going to be fourth and long. I think only a gain of one yard on that last play. So Wellston's offense is kind of stalled. They came out and had that deep pass to Cale Fott and looked like they might be able to put some things together after that first touchdown. But things have just looked quite awry since that point. Yeah, everything's a little bit different. Um, our body language, our, I tell you what, I think our, our offensive line and our defensive line is still playing their butts off. Um, I think our DBs need to really have a gut check second half, come out and really come down the hill. And they, we need run support. That's their job. When you know, Of course, first job is pass. When it's not a pass, you got to come down the hill run support. When your line and your uh, linebackers are doing a pretty good job of you know doing their job, they're depending on you to come down the hill aggressively and make a hit. Don't tiptoe. you got to come downhill as a safety. you got to want to knock that guy out. I'm sorry. That's just football. That's your job as a safety. <laughs> and that's what they do, especially against the power run team like Minford is. So, so far, uh, Minford is playing just, I think, cleaner football. Uh, Wilson has a few more penalties and just can't get anything going offensively. It doesn't seem like the energy is quite there. So, again, if you're just tuning in, 2.06 left. And we're getting ready to come off of a Minford timeout. It's 21-7 Falcons. And it's going to be fourth down. Ball spotted at the Wellston's own 12-yard line. So Evan Canner, again, is going to have to punt. 
with his heels either on or pretty close to his own goal line. So Evans done a pretty good job so far tonight. Just keep the ball away from number 27, Mason Books. He has not had an opportunity. Uh, the other player out there with him, J.D. Mattis, number 14, they've been kicking his way. He hasn't really had an opportunity for much of a return yet tonight. So Evan Canner, high snap. Evan Canner fields it, kicks it. Not a great kick. Didn't get a lot on it. Levi Beller just about had the ball hit him again. But takes a Wellston bounce, going to be down at about the 49-and-a-half-yard line. So Menford will take over with the ball barely in Golden Rocket territory. Right there. On the other side of the 50. It was, a, it was a great bounce right there. You know, and then, like I said, we almost had a middle mistake where he, if he would have touched that ball, we would have lost 10 yards on that. Right. So tonight, we don't we want to call players out. Um, but we'll just say we've had one gentleman that had a, a ball bounce off of his helmet and then on two other kick returns came dangerously close to having the ball hit him again. He's doing a great job of hustling. He's just got to have some awareness. Yeah, he's a fast kid. Yeah. Just be understanding of your location on the football field on kickoffs. So Peyton Cottle trips to his left in the pistol with Jeff Pika right behind him. Peyton Cottle takes a snap, hands off to Pika. Pika has some room to the right-hand side, breaks a couple tackles. Nice job by the Golden Rockets. Linebackers converge and drop him for a gain of about six yards. And one thing I don't like right there is one of our safeties are standing still. After the play, when the play was going, he didn't even move. So I'm not sure if he's injured or what, but um, he didn't even come downhill on that right there. So second five, Peyton Cottle in a shotgun, three-step drop. Drops back to pass. Oh, my goodness, the ball was almost picked off by Johnny Scott. Had Mason Books cutting into the seam, maybe on a little post in the middle of the field, and Johnny Scott jumped the route, and the ball looked like it went right through the wickets. Good job right there. Evan Kenner did a good job locking up his guy. And then um, Mason Collins was playing good. He was just a safety back there playing good zone defense. And Johnny did a good job making a play line. Coming over the middle. Good job by the DBs right there. Stepping up. And Minford's play call sequence right now is very hard to defend. Uh, we haven't talked about it a lot, but they're mixing in the pass a little bit more than they thought we would. So we have to give them that respect on the outside edge. And that's opened some things up for Jeff Pika. So Pika off to the left in the shotgun with Peyton Connell getting ready to take the snap. Snap is in. Cottle rolls out to his left. He's got all kinds of time. He's just going to tuck it and run. Cuts back towards the middle of the field. And nice hustle play by Hunter Collins. Finally dragged him down. But that's after a, a huge gain. About 10 or 15 yards for Peyton Cottle on the quarterback run. So the clock's still running with a minute 17 and counting. 21-7 Minford getting ready to end the first half. So Peyton Cottle in the pistol with four wide. Jeff Pika behind him. Mason Books in the slot. McQuaid. Out wide right. Cottle back to pass. Rolls out. Has all kinds of time. Again, he's just going to tuck it and keep it. Hunter McWilliams didn't break down very well right there and lets him get the edge. Hale Fott finally cleans it. I'm sorry, Bennett Yoder in the check finally cleans it up, but that's another gain of about nine yards or ten. Great job by Bennett right there. That quarterback is very fast, very athletic. He already juked two guys. Bennett, he put a juke on Bennett, but Bennett caught back up with him. Great effort by Bennett, but not getting up on that play because if he would have gave up, that's a touchdown. So it's going to be second and one. Minford's going to take another timeout. 51.6 seconds left to go in the half. 21-7, Memphis. So it's gut check time for the Rockets. You've got to dig down deep and find a way to keep these guys out of the end zone. Good clock management by Menford. Saved all their timeouts. Had all three of them coming into this drive. And right here, like you said, I think we're missing Josh right here. Um, there's a lot of time. Josh is very aggressive, and uh, he's, he, he come up and make some hits right here. We're really missing him right here. Yep. He's fast. 
Yeah, that's you know, he only comes in at five six, uh, but he's very quick, very laterally quick. Uh, so he, has, he always does a great job of breaking down. Usually does a good job of keeping things to the inside. Um, so that's what you're seeing on these busted pass plays is Peyton Collins just getting loose and the guys are just kind of hanging out there, giving him time to pick up four or five before they even attack and make contact. You know, so let's see. We second and one on the 20-yard line. So let's see what we can do here. Going to have a big stand right here. This will be a big one and a half because we get the ball back. You know, could be a big momentum shift. We just got to come down here. We got to play smart right here. So Mason Collins, the safety. Evan Canner Kale fought the corners. Trips to the left in a bunch formation. Peyton Cottle rolls to his left, looking that way. Ball floated up. Pass is caught into the end zone for a touchdown. Split the coverage. Kale Fott and Mason Collins were right there to make a play, and somehow number 11, Troy Rhodes, split the coverage and makes the catch for a touchdown. Good play call there by uh, Memphis. They had the bunch formation, which makes it really tough for DBs because when they come out of their breaks, they go every which way direction, and then sometimes you can get confused because you're like, All right, I know what I'm supposed to do, but my, my instincts say do this. And so it looks like we had a little bit of confusion there, but great job by Memphis. So number 10, Montgomery, on to attempt the PAT for Minford. Snap, hold is clean, kick is up, and kick is good. So that's going to be 28-7 to with 45 seconds left in the second quarter. And Minford just executed as close to a perfect drive, I think, as you can execute uh, given the situation. Yeah, right now, Minford, they've got a little bit more energy underneath of them, and uh, they're definitely wanting, to, wanting this ball game right now. Um, overall, I, I think the Rockets need to go into halftime and have a gut check right here and just say, hey, listen, this, we're already down. You know, We're down 21 points. That's a lot of points to come back from. But to come back, just do our dang jobs. Do what we know we have to do. We can come back and win this game. So There's just a lot of mental mistakes we're making right now. Right. Something to mention in that bunch formation is we pretty much stayed in the same defensive alignment. Nobody came out to help out in coverage. It didn't look like. I think Johnny Scott slid out from the outside linebacker position, uh, but the corner was still lined up deep, and the safety still stayed in the middle of the field. So, you know, that that's going to be problematic. Minford likes to spread it out. You have to respect that run game, and I understand the, the logic in trying to keep backers in close. Uh, but in that situation, that's what happens. So we let a defender split the defense. And it's 28-7 with 45 seconds left in the first half. Minford set to kick. Hale fought deep for the Rockets to return. Montgomery's kick is away. This is a line drive squid kick. It's going to be fielded by Mason Collins. Up from the shorter kick position. He's got a little bit of a seam. Cuts back, breaks a couple tackles. Nice return. He's brought down by a pair of Minford Falcons at about the 37-yard line. So Wilson will have a, a little bit of an opportunity. No timeouts left for the Golden Rockets. I don't. Maybe they have one. Might have one timeout left with 38.8 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, They're down three scores. According to the scoreboard, there is one timeout. But good job by Mason right there. He made a, he finished that run strong like we saw last week. Um, the reason he got hit in the game last week. So it's a good job by Mason in the return. So we'll see what the Wellston Rockets try to do on offense here as they've got a little bit of a hole to dig out of now. Offense is coming set. Evan Canner comes wide right. Mason Collins, the wing back to the left. Kale fought in the slot to the right. Seth Lambert offset in the backfield. Mason Collins in motion. Going to be a handoff on a jet motion for Mason Collins. Mason Collins has a little bit of space. Cuts the outside, then back to the middle. And he's wrapped up by three men from Falcons after a gain of five. 
a nice little play, something we haven't seen yet uh, for Mason, so good job by the Rockets. Right, and this is a perfect time, if you want to, to come off of that motion and go counter the other direction, if you have that in the book. So Rockets are going to call their last time out, second and five, ball spotted at their own, we'll call it the 43. So Gage Goheen didn't pull right there. He normally pulls when he runs the ball. Um, he didn't pull. He was on the, uh, the side that we were running the ball to, but he did a great job cracking down on the inside tackle. He ear him and really hammered out. That guy's going to be feeling that tomorrow. It's a good job by the big fella. Yep. And, and something to mention for Menford, uh, number seven, Wes Zimmerman is having himself a game. He's had a couple of key quarterback pressures, and on that play right there, he did a good job of keeping Mason Collins to the inside. Yeah, so um, – Second and what about seven? Say six, six. Game, maybe maybe five and a half. So what do you do here? What, what's your play call? I would try to come back and, and put Mason Collins in motion and run something off of that to the weak side, from the uh, side that he just motioned from. We've got to capitalize. You know, if you're going to have a wing back, one of the keys to success in any kind of a wing offense is using that motion as a deception tool. I like to see a little bit of motion and maybe a throw to Kel or throw to Evan at Canner out there in the flats somehow and just try to get something out on the edge a little bit. So that's an option there, too. As long as you get close to the sideline, you're out of timeout. So referees reset the game clock to 22 seconds left. So second and call it six from Wellston zone 43. Decent return by Mason Collins and then a nice little run from him from the wingback position. It seems like this timeout has taken forever. We know they're all the same way, but we're excited to see what the Rockets come up with here. Yeah, these games right here, when we really match up well with Memphis, um, you know, as a as a fan and as a, I'm sure coaches, we're going to be on this halftime a little bit frustrated and upset right now because we do match up well. We could be in the lead. So how do you want to, you know, what adjustments are you going to make at half and uh, how you going to come out and finish this game? Right. Like you mentioned earlier, our line on both sides of the ball is competing. Yeah. You know, they're playing very well, and they're, they're keeping us in positions to make things happen. Uh, but just some miscues on defense and lack of offensive execution right now seem to be the story uh, for the Golden Rockets. So with 22 seconds left, it's 28-7. to 7. The Rockets are set on offense. Seth Lambert in the backfield. Mason Collins a wing back to the left. Wide receivers on both sides. Cale Fott and Evan Canner. Let's go Ball's up. Johnny Scott uncorks a deep one intended for Kale Fott. Ball's intercepted, but it's out of bounds. Out of bounds. That was not in that bounds. That was not in bounds. The referee called that a pick in bounds. He came down with the ball a good two feet on the other side of the sideline. So I'm not sure what the referee saw on that play. Great play by the defensive back. He had great coverage, but in, in all realistic outlook from where we're sitting, that ball was a Caught out of bounds. 16 seconds left. What do you tell your team right now on defense? 16 seconds left. Ball in at 43. They got some guys that can run. Be disciplined. Be disciplined on the outside edge. Do not let guys get behind you. And I think you know, from a coaching standpoint, if they line up in something crazy like a bunch, or they're going to go trips right, uh, which we've seen a lot tonight, you've got to make sure that somebody is man up out there. And we've got trips right. Again. So trips right, and all we've got out there is Bennett Yodrin's check slides out in the corner. Evan Canner, we're back to two sa- safeties, but Mason Collins, okay, he finally slides over, but he's about 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. Bubble screen to the right, caught by number 14, McQuaid, and he's got the edge to the right-hand side, and he's going to pick up a good 13 or 14 yards. 
And right here, you got number 11. He has not been targeted all night long. You got Kel, man on man, completely away from the ball right here. I don't know. I don't know. Let's move him over to a safety position and kind of let, I don't know. He, Kel's big and athletic, and uh, he can make up for that. Uh, well, of course, now you got trips this way, but I'm, I'm not sure if they've thrown levels way all night long. So you're going to have Johnny Scott come out, man coverage on Mason Books. Kale Fott's going to stay at the corner. He's manned up on Troy Rhodes, number 11. Mason Collins is man on number 12, J.D. Mattis, but he is deep. So Peyton Cottle back to pass, throws a ball up to the middle of the field. No chance on that ball. That, that ball is intended for number 14. 14 right on a five-yard slant right there. And then Evan Kennedy did a great job, you know, in coverage. Didn't give the quarterback any window at all to throw. So uh, he threw the ball over and ahead of the receiver and keep from getting interception right there. Good job, Evan Kennedy. So second and 10 from about the 36-yard line, Minford in their own territory with 5.5 seconds left in the first half. And Wilson's lined up four-man deep. Hailfot, Evan Canner, Johnny Scott, and Mason Collins lined up all on the 50-yard line. We've got trips over here with two guys on them. And then and this is what we got. we got quads over here with two guys. Now. And they're going to throw a bubble screen, screen to Pika. And he's going to be brought down at the 50. So he would pick up the first down, but that's going to be it for the first half. So this is this is not the way we thought things were going to go after the first. We had traded punches for the first couple of series. Uh, Wilson actually got on the board first, but it has been all Minford uh, with power run, quarterback run, and a, a pass to number 11, Troy Rhodes, for a touchdown. So um, hopefully we go into the locker room, and I think the story has to be clean-up penalties because we had a few of those after having none last week. And play more disciplined defense. The defense, especially on the back end tonight, is not what we've seen the first couple of games. I think Coach Graham is uh, telling the referee team that, hey, I want to send you a Christmas card for that good play you've called over there for out of bounds on that. Because <laughs> it was so obviously out of bounds. And I think he's letting them have it there. So, you know, so you know, like I said, come out and uh, make some adjustments and just, I mean, have some pride and uh, dignity and come out and play your tail off. So, We'll take a break, beat, and go to half, or you want to talk about stats? That's, we'll do stats when we come back. Um, not much to talk about until then. We'll let uh, my brother Paul Peterson get his stuff in order. I'll let him come back and talk to you about some stats. Uh, so we just started halftime. It's 28-7 to 7, Minford. You're listening to Golden Rocket Football on 105.3 FM and WYPC 1330 AM. I'm Matt Peterson uh, with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. We'll see you in just a little bit. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. And hi again everyone, welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Report. Annual athletic district meetings have been occurring as the new school year has gotten underway. We'll discuss the importance of those with Tim Street of the OHSAA next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. 
Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Liella Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah, bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Liella Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Liella Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Liella Lane's. Let's go now. Liella Lane's in Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. At Belicio Foods, commitment to the community is at the core of our company. We've been feeding people for over 25 years, and that means we've also employed folks from right here within the community. So we're proud to give a little something back. Donating to local charities and helping local organizations, we are helping to make the community closer and stronger. Belicio Foods, we're your neighbors, we're your friends. We are part of the community and always will be. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at hearts. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game this evening. We're joined for a few minutes by Tim Street, Director of Information Services with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. And, you know, Tim, as we hit week three of the high school football season, if there were any issues the first two weekends, it was pretty quiet. Has the season started? started as smoothly as everybody would have liked. Well, it has, Skip. You know, you're right that usually here in August, we're dealing with either some weather issues or some kind of scheduling issue. But this year, you're right, it's been pretty smooth. Uh, been some great weather and seen a lot of great games. So really happy with how the season got kicked off. Tim, health and safety is always going to be a primary concern. Unfortunately, we're seeing an uptick in COVID cases all across the state. I mean, some health officials kind of predicted this. Remind us all again what the protocol is in regards to this if it becomes an issue again. Sure. Well, I've seen that too. My wife's a high school math teacher and she's seen an uptick in number of cases of her school too. And I think we're going to live with this as a reality, uh, just like the flu, um, just like a lot of common uh, illnesses that come through our schools and through our communities of people, we still have all of our COVID regulations in place if needed. You know, there is a protocol for if a student tests positive that they're removed from competition and from the school. Um, there, if that increases to a certain amount, it could be a team removal, but that, that is so different than when COVID first started. You know, when COVID first started, one student tested positive, the whole team is coming out right now. That was such a, a tough issue to go through in the 2021 20, school year. So now we don't have to do that. It is more on a case-by-case basis, a student-by-student basis. And, of course, we, ha- we know so much more now. We have so much more information. Of course, we have the vaccine as well. So a lot different situation now than what we saw then. So I think it would be pretty rare for a team to get removed. Tim, this is the time of year you typically have your district meetings. I saw you were in the Southeast District earlier this week. What's typically on the agenda in these meetings? Well, you're right. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a big part of our fall. And we do it again in April when we have our referendum update meetings. But here in the fall, we get a, a meeting set up in each of our six districts 
We bring in the athletic administrators and a lot of the other administrators, such as principals, that attend those meetings. We go over a lot of our reminders and deadlines for the upcoming year. Um, we, we go through our legal update. Here are the cases pending. Um, we also have a section on our financial status, too, where we talk about here's where we sit. Um, here are the, the dollars that have come back to schools uh, in the past year. Here's what's coming back moving forward, um, which I need, to, I need to announce that as well, so our public is aware of that uh, as well. So um, a, lot of, a lot of it is updates, um, and also here's what passed from last year's uh, bylaw voting session, and here's how that affects you moving forward. So it's a, about a couple hours, um, but it's great to be uh, boots on the ground in each district. Um, we're in Cambridge uh, last week, Athens this week, and uh, we're in Central District and also Northeast District next week, and then we we hit the uh, the, the Northwest and the the Southwest districts after that. So kind of the the road show goes out, and we get to a chance to shake hands and see our administrators in each district. Tim, you mentioned deadlines. Let me leave you with a non-football question. We're a month now into the high school golf season across the state. New Albany sophomore Mia Hammond uh, made the cut this summer at the LPGA event in Toledo, which was awesome to see. She's also now been given a sponsor exemption into next weekend's LPGA event in Cincinnati. How does that work in regards to if she has to choose between that and being able to play on her high school team the rest of the way? I know there's a cutoff date deadline somewhere. You're right. There is a cutoff date, and, and luckily that's not till September 25th. And so we're, we're excited that Mia gets to pursue some of those bigger events. But I, I tell you, a lot of people may be circling our, our uh, girls' golf state tournament on their, their calendars. Um, can't wait to see her uh, competing on the gray course at OSU and seeing how low she can go with uh, her score so um but luckily she is fine uh she is able to continue to pursue those bigger events and uh what what a golfer what a student athlete i know that uh, the school is very proud of her and so are we we're looking to see how she does in our state tournament that's awesome to hear tim streed director of information services with the ohio high school athletic association tim we always appreciate your time thanks for hopping on yep thanks Skip. appreciate you having me on and we'll be back on the ohio news network Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Jonathan Domer from Garraway High School, for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. This is fun, tackling someone with football, being out there with other guys and making new friends. Yes, Jonathan plays football for fun, but 4-H is about family. I started 4-H because actually my mom and dad showed 4-H and... uh. My mom showed sheep. My dad showed cattle. Like right now, I'm showing pigs in 2021. I got reserve champion hog. He's still in awe about the impact he has as a farmer. I was in a tractor and thinking today, and I was like, wow, I'm packing all this silage to feed these cows. This farm, every time they milk three times a day, that will produce milk and feed the world. At Bex, we are in Will Remain Farmers at Heart.
Calling all community champions. Jackson County Banking Center has a new account especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. Get rewards, discounts, and other benefits with community champions checking. School secretaries, hospital housekeeping, dispatchers, and nurses are a fraction of the people who deserve something extra for their dedication to others. Our community champions make the world better. Visit bcnbfamily.bank or your local branch to open today. Member FDIC. Are you looking to add skills to become a more marketable candidate in high-demand fields? The Rao Graham MacArthur Center is your answer. The MacArthur Center offers great opportunities to earn an associate's degree, in-demand certificate, or general education courses while still allowing flexibility in your educational journey. Located at 307 West High Street in MacArthur, the MacArthur Center prides itself in being accessible to all sorts of students, whether traditional, post-traditional, or a high school student working toward college credits. Call 645-7993 to have any of your enrollment questions answered today. This, this is ONN. Our thanks once again to Tim Street of the OHSAA for joining us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. Your home of Wellston Golden Rocket football is Fox Sports 105.3 FM. All right, we are back live. I'm Matt Peterson on play-by-play tonight with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. Um, an interesting first half. Uh, Wellston came out of the gate fast, um, managed to get a stop on defense, and then threw a deep pass to Cale Fott. Um, he took it about 75 yards for a touchdown. Uh, since that time, Wellston's offense has been pretty stagnant. Yes, um, we've struggled, you know, up front. Um, we're getting beat up front. Our, our line's doing a pretty good job, though, but they're just crowding the line of scrimmage right now and just kind of jumping that guard, I think, um, from what we saw. Um, so I think hopefully at halftime, coach will make some adjustments and uh, try to open that up a little bit. And then defensively, our line has done a really good job. Our backers are doing a pretty decent job uh, and, and doing a good job on first containment. But we've been having some, uh, I think, some delayed. I don't know if it's confusion or what, as our, as our DBs coming downhill and uh, making some hits. So hopefully here in the second half we'll make some adjustments, come out, and just finish strong. Yeah, one of the concerning things for me that we talked about during the break was Menford lines up a lot in a three-wide, you know, trips to the left, trips to the right, or they'll run a bunch formation. And they like to run out of that a lot. Um, what we saw there towards the end of the second half is they actually started to throw and target those receivers and we didn't look like we had it all together on coverage. Right. And, of course, you know, we've got a, one of our starters out, and you've got a, a guy stepping up who doesn't normally play a lot, and it makes it difficult, you know. And so we've got to give them some credit there. You know, we've got some guys out there giving everything they have. And I don't know um, a lot of folks from the radio or from the couch or from the press box, playing football looks easy. But when you uh, play a position and you get used to position, and then when you're asked to play a different position – it's tough because you just there's so many rules that you have to know and so many cues, so many landmarks that you're looking for in those in the, as a you know, let's say your linebacker, let's say your safety, your cornerback. There's so many things you have to know and to really be good at it. And so when you ask somebody to step up on a Friday night because just we have number issues, and so these guys are playing their tails off, and you know, and we've got to give them some. I've got to give them some credit on that. There, you know, it's it's tough when you switch positions. You know that, Pete. Oh yeah. It's, it's been a little bit difficult, and we certainly hope the best for Josh Clarkson. He's the one we're missing on the outside edge there. Uh, of course, we talked about this, too. He's usually the one uh, playing outside linebacker on that right side. We've had a couple of 
quarterback runs, you know, even off of, you know, busted snaps and things that have happened on that outside edge. And when you're, you have a different defensive alignment, we switch from a three man front to a four man front. Uh, so the linebackers are a little bit more spread out than they're used to. Uh, so it's just, there's some things that we've got to get um, ironed out here in the second half. So uh, with that, I've got my brother here, uh, Paul Peterson, who's been generous enough this season to help us with stats. And I think this week we finally got it pretty much figured out. <laughs> yeah, this, this spreadsheet's been a little bit of getting used to, but now I, I think we got it all, all tightened down. Yeah, Wellston's offense tonight just hasn't, hasn't been able to capitalize on everything like they could have. Um, rushing, uh, Seth Lambert. Seth Lambert's got, he's averaging 5.6 yards a carry. He's got nine carries for a total of 51 yards, which is, it's, it's not a bad game. No, it's not bad at all. But then you have on the other side who has come in and just decided to absolutely do work this game. He's got 14 carries for 132 yards at 9.4 average per carry. Yeah, that, and that's those numbers that's are highly impressive. And that's nothing that we didn't expect. Um, no. You know, doing our homework coming in, we knew that he was going to be the go-to guy. You know, offense pretty much runs through him. Uh, they do like to mix a little bit of option in there. We've seen that. Um, Peyton Collins from the quarterback position has had a couple successful runs. Uh, but Jeff Peek, man, he's such a machine. You know, 132 yards. One of those was uh, about 70, 65, 70 yards um, on one play that he broke to the edge. And that's something else we said it's so, so important. Uh, when you're playing a power run team like this uh, with a fast running back, uh, like I said, Max Preps has his 100-meter dash time at 11.2 seconds. That is screaming for a guy that's 5'9", 210 pounds. Uh, if he gets the edge, um, if, if you don't contain, you're in serious, serious trouble. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, like I said, he's just putting a pound on our line. And our line, they're both way, you know, they're going both ways. And and uh, and then, of course, you have the one thing, like we just talked about, is on film, the, last, the first – Actually, I watched, I think, three games of them on film, and it was a run, 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 run. So I think this past game that they've come out and done this this game has kind of caught everybody off guard. And when you're, like, the, the, the I guess the things the coach has had up against the wall this past week is, of course, you lose one of your starters, so you got to make some adjustments to your defense. And then so you're trying to focus on what you know they're doing. And so then you come out in the game, and they kind of switch it up a little bit and go away from what they normally do. And then you got to make adjustments on the fly, and then you got a new coaching staff who's still trying to mold and work together. I know the staff is over here to the left of us, left of us, or right of us, up in this press box. You know, I've seen uh, more than a few frustrated moments over there from the coaching staff. You know, but I think a lot of times it's you got communication and just getting that fluidity from the coaching staff, just to know how you know what what you want. And then, like I said, when you're making adjustments on the fly, and when you you know how even at middle school football, Pete, how many times did we go out in a game? And you just get hit with like a left, right, left, right. And like you don't even know where to turn. Like what the heck do you do? And then, you, you know, you're going to have time to make some adjustments. But, you know, and I'm, I'm looking for our, our coaches to go in and just talk to each other and make some adjustments. And our players say, hey, dig down deep. Hey, we need you seniors. We need you juniors. All you, If you're a leader in this team, come out. We need you to step up and make big plays. Right. And we saw early that we have the ability to compete in this game. And I think if, if we come out with the right attitude, the right mentality, we can climb back in this thing. Um, something else to mention, and, and PJ, I'll let you talk about you know, passing stats for Menford. We didn't think they'd throw a whole lot uh, coming into this thing, uh, but you've got some numbers for Peyton Cottle there throwing the football. Yeah, he's got 15 passing attempts tonight and five completions uh, for a total of 126 yards. Uh, I, it's more than I expected to see from what I've heard about Menford so far this season. I didn't think we'd see the ball aired out that much, but they've been doing a good job at it. They're overall on both sides, running and passing. They seem to be fairly effective tonight, and it's it's showing. 
So not not a real high per completion percentage. You know, five for fifteen. That only comes out to about thirty three percent. But he he connected on a couple big ones. Man, he had a deep one down the right hand side to set up a first and goal. And then that nice little uh, looked like a corner route to number eleven where he split our our safeties. And he does a good job when he rolls out the pass uh, because he almost gives the linebackers the uh, hey he looks at him and say hey I could run or I could fill right here. What are you going to do? And he makes them make a decision. As soon as they make a decision to commit to him, he, he'll throw it over their head, you know. Or if they stay back, he takes off and runs in those situations. So he does a good job, you know, working the field when he gets on the edge like that. Right. And Wilson, of course, you know, because they have to respect that that pass game, they can't just cash in all on a run. Uh, they play a little bit soft on the corners. I'd like to see him come up and uh, you know bump just a little bit um, when we're lined up when Minford's lined up in that trips or bunch formation. Uh, what we've seen is you have Johnny Scott come out and the corner. Or, or I'm sorry, whichever side, you know, the outside linebacker. So it either be Bennett or Johnny come in from the outside linebacker, slide him out and cover the slot guy. And then, of course, the corner has the outside guy. The safety will slide over, but he's playing so far deep um, that there, there's so much room underneath. And we saw him complete a couple passes where uh, receivers just settled down in the zone there. So that's been the tale of the first half. We're getting ready to start the second half. Uh, we're going to take a one-minute break before kickoff here. There's about a minute 40 seconds left on the game clock. It's 28-7. to 7. Uh, your score at halftime, Minford leads Wellston. I'm Matt Peterson with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. What's that? What? Oh, well, uh, we always prep. I mean, uh, we watch some film. I, I watched a lot of depth. Happenings Bistro is located at 1130 Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston and prides itself on providing a wide variety of home-cooked dishes. They're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 8.30, and Sunday, 11 to 7, for both dine-in and takeout. Stop by or call 740-855-4445 to find out what the daily special is today. That's 740-855-4445. The Happenings Bistro, providing comfort food with local flair. Good people bring good people. At Buckeye Construction and Restoration, it's the foundation of our projects and our company. What started in a garage with two people and a dream now employs over 100 with offices locally in Wellston, Waterford, and Cincinnati. BCR offers competitive salaries, professional development opportunities, and an employee referral bonus program. Join one of the fastest-growing companies in the Midwest by calling 833-775-1595 or visit bcrmco.com to apply. BCR, preserving our history with the hands of craftsmen. You're listening to Football Friday Night on Fox Sports 105.3 FM. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I'm Matt Peterson with Nathan Mullahan and Paul Peterson. Uh, getting ready to start the second half here. The Golden Rockets are out uh, doing their halftime, or I guess, I'm sorry, halftime stretching. So is Minford, uh, kind of stepping things off from the goal line. The referees and captains will meet at the middle of the field. Looks like the captain for the Minford Falcons tonight, number 27, Mason Books. So, um, Something we haven't really talked about is, we mentioned it briefly, Minford returned a ton of players. I think they only graduated three last year. Um, Thirteen seniors on this team, and most of them play skill positions. They have a ton of seniors at receiver. Um, Jeff Pico, of course, a senior. Uh, can't say enough about that kid. Um, you know, we wish wish he wasn't on the other side of the field right now, uh, but, but tip your hat to him, man. He's a good hard player, good hard runner, and we didn't expect anything different from him. So, We've already kind of talked about what we hope to see from the Golden Rockets in the second half. I would expect nothing to change for Minford. They're in the driver's seat right now. I would just keep keep that game plan until we can stop it. Score update, Jackson is down 20 
to 14 against Berg in the second half. I'm not sure if it's in the third quarter or fourth quarter yet, but uh, they're Berg down. missed a point after. <laughs> yeah. So give Jackson a little bit of breathing room. Uh, the last score updates we had, and th- this has been a while, so it's probably not accurate right now. Vinton County still was 0-0 last we checked. Uh, Rock Hill was up 21-0 over Oak Hill. So those are the local area scores that we have for you. So about 2.40 or so left on uh, the halftime game clock. We really need to iron some things out on offense for sure. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of Mason Collins maybe. They've lined him up, something we talked about, uh, with Seth Lambert in the backfield, which is something we haven't seen a lot of twin back sets out of Wellston so far this year. Uh, but so far, Seth Lambert's still getting the load of the carries. The only time Mason Collins has touched the ball has been from the wing back position. So uh, we'll see if we try to do a few things a little bit different on that end. Something we saw last week that I don't think we've seen maybe one time tonight is they did line up four wide a, a couple times last week where they split uh, Bennett Yodernicek out from the tight end position and had Levi Bellard come in. Um, so they, they do have some things that they can do offensively. Um, I think you're going to have to find something different. You know, as the old saying goes, Einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Uh, so I, I fully expect to see maybe a little a couple wrinkles coming out in the second half on offense to see if we can get something going because it looked good early, uh, but the last few possessions since about halfway through the first quarter has just been very stagnant. Yeah, so right now, of course, coming out at halftime, I remember playing – you came out at halftime, it's, you're in a warm locker room. The night's a little bit chilly. The air's chilly. The ground's getting a little bit wet, so the footing's going to be a little bit slippery because of the dew starting to get on the grass. So um, that could play some um, some factor into the game in the second half here. They got some quick guys out on the edge. We just need to make sure, like we say over and over and over, everybody just do your job every time, and then things will work out. So but i, I just like to see a little more a little more effort, I guess, out of some of the players out there um, that normally that we depend on, and I expect to see them come out this half and just give everything they got. Yes, and you know, we talked about kind of what we hope we see on offense, on defense. Uh, we just have to be better in the pass game. I know it's not something we necessarily thought we'd see, uh, but Minford has proven that they have the ability to hurt you throwing the football. Yeah. So the Golden Rockets will receive the opening kick. Uh, they kicked off to start the game, so they'll get the kick at, at halftime here. So Wilson's coming onto the field now. Minford's already out, uh, set to kick off. Miles Montgomery, the junior kicker, waiting for the referee to hand him the ball. So we're that close, ladies and gentlemen. Kale Fott lined up back deep in the middle for the Golden Rockets. Just in front of him to his left is Mason. I'm sorry, Seth Lambert. Off to his right is Mason Collins. So one deep man and two mid to shallow deep return personnel for the Rockets. So the ball is on the tee. And Miles Montgomery has stepped off. So here we go with the second half. Montgomery's kick is away. Nice deep kick in the middle of the field. Kale Fott fields at about the seven-yard line. Kale Fott up the middle of the field. Has a blocker in Benny Yarder to check. Steps to his left, trying to get the edge. Breaks the edge. Has the edge. Horse collar tackle. Not called. No flag. No. No flag. Blatantly, we could see that from up here. He pulled him down right in front of the ref. So... Not yeah. even two feet away. So Kale Fott comes up limping. That's a big. That's a big time. I mean, there's a reason they call that because it. A lot of times you get ACL injuries. You got all kind of injuries that get that that, that horse collar causes. So I'm surprised he didn't throw that. So it's going to be first and ten from the Golden Rocket 28 yard line. Good run by Kale again. So he's he's such a factor in that return game. So we certainly hope he can get uh, whatever kink is going on worked out over there because we really need him back on the field. 
Um, on offense, Levi Bellard in for Kale Fodd in the slot. Evan Canner wide left. Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Seth Lambert motions off to Johnny Scott's left. So Johnny Scott's going to take the shotgun snap. Hand off to Seth Lambert coming around the right-hand side. Lambert trying to get the edge. Can't quite get there. Nice play by Menford's number 21, Gavin Downey. Didn't let Seth Lambert go. Seth Lambert tried to give him the old stiff arm and couldn't quite get there. And that's going to be a no gain, maybe a loss of two. The defense followed the pulling guard again on that play. They are jumping out really quick. So Seth has had a pretty successful night, as my brother mentioned, during halftime there. Uh, he was averaging before that over five yards of carry. Uh, but nothing doing on that play. So second and about 11 and a half for the Rockets now. So Levi Bellard still in the game. Kale Fott still on the sideline. Evan Canner wide left. Levi Bellard in the slot. Seth Lambert motions to Johnny Scott's left. Mason Collins the wing back to the right. Mason Collins goes in motion. Johnny Scott hand off to Mason Collins. Mason Collins drugged down in the backfield by Menford's number 50, Tristan Miller. So nothing doing on the run play to Mason Collins. So this is something that we talked about being a little bit predictable. Every time we've motioned Mason Collins, he's gotten the ball. So Menford picked up on it pretty quick on that play. And every time we run the ball, whether number 78 pulls or he stays in place, we go right to his spot. We've got to get less predictable. So third and long again. So third and 13. Ball spotted at the Wellston 25. So Wellston really needs to get something going on offense coming out in the second half. And we've got a brief stoppage officials timeout here. See if we can get a beat on what's happening. Okay, whistle's ready for play. Seth Lambert motions off to Johnny Scott's left. Same formation. Levi Bellard in the slot. Johnny Scott. Play fake. Keep to Evan Canner. Nothing doing. So three straight run plays. That one a quarterback keeper. He's going to gain about a half a yard, and that's going to bring up fourth and about 12. Good job again by defense. You recognizing what's going on out there. They're jumping it, and it's making it difficult on our players when the defense is reading that really quick. Yeah, and it's – I don't know how much longer we can continue to stay in that same offensive set. Nothing, No different looks. Three, three straight plays out of the same offensive set for the Golden Rockets on that play. So Evan Canner back to punt, fourth and 12. High snap. Evan Canner fields it. Oh, my goodness, he shanked it. Straight up in the air. Ball bounces about 15 yards past the line of scrimmage. Fortunately, it's going to take a rocket roll down to the Golden Rocket 49. So Memphis will get it a yard into rocket territory on their first offensive possession in the second half. And that's tough as a punter. I was punter in high school, and there's times I kicked the ball 40, 50 yards, and there's a couple of times I shanked them. And there's nothing that feels more worse than shanking a punt like that. So I feel bad for the young man because punting is not easy because you know you're going to have those two edge rushers coming at you. So you know, good job getting that off, and then it took a nice bounce. Yeah, for, yeah fortunately, the, the bounce helped him out quite a bit. Yeah, um, And Evan, he's done a great job. You know, Most of the time, his, his kicks are pretty solid. Yeah, he he did have one last week that kind of wobbled on him a little bit. Uh, but nothing hurt there. Menford has the ball at the Wellston 49-yard line. Trips to the right again. Peyton Cottle in the pistol with Pika behind him. Turns bubble screen to the right to number 12. Catches it with nobody there. Has all kinds of space to the outside edge. Mason Collins finally comes over from the deep safety position and runs him out of bounds after a gain of about 12. Bennett Yarncheck jumped that quick, but he jumped down inside, allowed that number two receiver to block him right where he wanted, that, wanted him to go. So when he blocked him out of the way, he was wide open. So we've got to make sure we don't jump that. You know, 
Ben's job right there is to, to maintain the containment, and uh, he's just got to be better. He's smarter than that. He's a great athlete. So same formation for the Menford Falcons. Peyton Cottle in a pistol with Jeff Pika behind him. Trips to the left. Mason Books in the slot. And McQuaid out wide right. Bubble screen to the left to Mason Books off of his hands. Mason Books couldn't quite keep up with it there. Looked like Mason Cottle might have let that ball sail on him just a little bit. It was kind of in the, the uh, windowsill here. I couldn't see the play completely. But, yeah, that young man, number 27, when you see him run right by us in front of the glass here, he can fly. So we had, on, on the first play from scrimmage there, I mentioned that was about a gain of 11. It was actually a gain of 9, so he must have stepped out of bounds. So third and one, Memphis with their ball on the Wellston 40. Same formation again. Mason books in the slot with trips to the left. you got to give it to Ma- or Mason. Right Cottle, it looks like a full handoff to Pika right here. And that's what happens. Pika straight up the middle. Hit pretty well initially. He's going to get enough for a first down. But hats off to the Golden Rockets there because that was good contact initially by Hunter Brown. And Hunter McWilliams, or yes, Hunter McWilliams. Yeah, the line did a good job right there, making an initial t- uh, contact, and then the uh, linebackers kind of came that up. It was a small game, but the, the guys did a great job. So a little bit of tempo from Menford here. They're already set. Trips to the left again. Still in the pistol with Pika and the run- oh, back. Bad snap off to the left. We've seen this a lot. Ball still loose. Peyton Cottle managed to get on top of it before Seth Lambert could get there, but that's going to be a huge loss for the Menford Falcons on first down. So that's going to take the ball all the way back to about the 47-yard line. That's a big break we need right now. Now it's, what, second and about 20? Yes. And, and that's something that's happened to Peyton Cottle a couple of times tonight is that ball's gone high and to the left. And fortunately for him, he's been able to corral that and make a couple of good runs out of it. Not that time, though. He just fumbling around, couldn't quite get there, and almost gave it up to Seth Lambert. Yeah, he did a he had a great effort on the bear call right there. He made some uh, move, or made some ground on the ground on that. So nice hustle play by Seth Lambert. Trips off to the right this time. Ball on the left hash. Coddle in the pistol. Fakes to Pika. Pika with a block. Going to drop off over the middle, and that ball's going to be incomplete. Short pass intended. Just settled down in the middle of that zone was McQuaid. And the ball just thrown a little bit too low. Johnny Scott was on a blitz right there. Almost made a big play, a big hit on the quarterback. And our linebackers did a great job on that side over there because they come upfield and realize they're a pass. They dropped back and, and made a, they did a good job dropping back into the zone and not giving the quarterback much room to throw into right there. Good job by our, our defense. Right, and Pika really bought an, an extra couple of seconds. He had a nice block on an edge rusher out on that side. So now we're four wide, twins to both sides. Cottle in the pistol. Jeff Pika right behind him. Third down and long. Five-step drop. Little screen play set up to Pika. He's got blockers in the middle of the field. He cuts through the linebackers. He's going to be gone. Nobody's going to touch him. And that's Jeff Pika has a rushing touchdown and now has one receiving out of the screen game. Nate, what a perfect wall set up by Minford right there. Yeah, great job by Minford. Um, of course, we talked about that screen play earlier, how effective it is. If you can give your quarterback time because... What happens there is the defense drops back and pass. It's going to be a pass, and then it creates that much distance between the defense and the offense, and then when the Pika gets the ball, there's nobody there. You can just kind of run like a great job by Pika. And I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Peyton Collin did a great job of selling that. He went into a five-step drop and looked deep for a good two or three seconds, it seemed like, before he finally dumped over the middle. And Pika, and Pika had nobody there. He just about rolled that referee again. <laughs> so Miles Montgomery on to attempt another PAT. That young man's impressive, the uh, Pika. He's a physical specimen. 
And the kick is good. So with 8.01 left in the third quarter, it's 35-7, to Minford over Wellston. And this game has gotten away from us in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, great play call right there. They did, like you said, great execution. The line did a good job selling it. They opened the floodgates and let our defensive line come through, and our, our backers are blitzing come right upfield. And the, the quarterback did a great job, fired step drop, hesitated, waited just long enough to where those linemen are upfield too far enough to where he could just dump it over their heads to Pika, and then Pika did the rest. The, the defense, the DBs, and the rest of the linebackers were spread out downfield. Way split. Yeah, so he just had a wide-open door to the end zone. As soon as I recognized the play type, I was looking to see where Seth Lambert and Hunter McWilliams were positioned, and they were completely spread wide. Yeah, and with Pika with a head of steam like that, I don't know that anybody wanted to get in front of him, you know, if they could get in front of him, because that would have been a, a collision. And four lead blockers, too, so yeah, yeah. You know, perfect execution by Menford. 35-7 Falcons. That's something you don't, like I said earlier, you don't see the screenplay ran very often because it's dangerous, and you've got to be good at it. And when you're good at it like they were right there, it's it's effective. So I can't see, is that is Kale Fott back in the game, or is that Levi Bellard? That's, That's Kale, Kale Fott. Fott. He's back in. Kale Fott's going to pick it up about the 12-yard line on a bounce roll. He's got a little bit of a seam, breaks a tackle, spin move. Nice job, Kale. Gets to the edge. He's going to beat number 21 to the edge, and finally number 21 runs him out of bounds. At The referee's going to mark it at about the 42-yard line. So Kale Fott continues to be a force in that return game. He came off after that last return limp, and he looks pretty good right now. Kale can do some damage in space. He's hard to tackle because he does a great job making some moves after the after he makes contact. You've got to get him the ball out in space right here, a little bubble screens, little something. Get him the ball quick and let him make a move. Absolutely. So the only time we've really seen him targeted was on that deep pass uh, that he took for a touchdown. There was nobody behind him. Um, ball a little bit underthrown. He turned and ran with it. So first and 10 from the Golden Rocket, 42. 7.51 left in the third quarter, 35-7 Minford. Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Two wide receivers, Kale Fott and Evan Canner. This is a big mismatch down here. And it's gonna be, it was going to be a straight quarterback run, but an early flag, and Wilson's going to be called for a false start. So we just, on, on the offensive side of the ball, it just seems like everything is going against us. We're hurting ourselves. Execution has been bad. Okay, down here at the bottom, this one-on-one matchup with Kel and number 14. Kel's got the size advantage, and I think Kel's a two or three steps faster than him. They do have a, a safety kind of cheating over a little bit, but I would almost force that number 14 downfield and then have, as soon as he turns his hips, have Kel just plant that foot in the ground, turn around, just catch the ball for about a 10-yard game. Yeah. Because they're going to bail out as soon as he gets right up to him. He's going to open his hips, and then his momentum is going to be shifted downfield, and then Kel can just plant and come back and be wide open. You're right. We haven't had much success um, in a traditional run game, so it's time to get some of our playmakers out in the opening space. So two wide, Evan Canner to the right, Kel Fott to the left. Johnny Scott takes a snap, straight quarterback run. Nobody was fooled on that play at all. Number 36 comes in and cuts Johnny Scott down for about a loss of a half a yard. Number 36 on that play from Minford, Randall Shrike. Yeah, uh, well, when we run that formation, we do that play. You got this, those two up wing backs, and whether it's a quarterback lead that to that side of the the, uh, the line, or whether it's one of our backs going that way, it's something we do, and it's very predictable. So we've got to switch it up. So Wilson's going to have second and fifteen. The ball's going to be backed up to about the thirty-six yard line. So not a whole lot of positives happening for Wellston on offense over the last several series, and it just seems to be getting worse. 
So it was a crucial timeout here. At, you know, as a coach, I think you you, you got to a motivate your guys and, and try to implement something a little bit different. You, you've got to get your the ball in the athletes' hands. You know, on the edge. Right now, we're not having any success at the middle. You, you and we're it's the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter. You got to get the ball in your playmakers' hands, and just bottom line, we got playmakers. And right now, we're doing our line and our offense a disservice by just kind of sell, letting the whole defense and the whole team know where we're going right now. Yeah, we need to see a little bit. I want to see that two running back set again, and maybe give the ball to Mason Collins out of that the opposite side. So Wilson's coming back out on offense. Looks like they're going to line up in a bunch formation to the left with Mason Collins split out wide to the right. Seth Lambert in the backfield. The receiver's on the left-hand side. Kale Fott, Levi Bellard, and Evan Canner. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Three-step drop. Quick pass out to the left. Hits Kale, had Kale Fott out there with a little bit of space. The ball thrown a little bit high. Kale had to jump backwards and went through his hands. So the ball is incomplete. That was a good play call. Kale had room. If he could have caught that ball, he would get pulled down. Um, just out of the reach of his hands, and Johnny had pressure on him. But if he caught that ball, he had one guy to be in a probably gone. So I like the play call. And, and Johnny kind of floated that one a little bit. I think if he would put a little bit more zip on the ball and got it there in Kale's chest, uh, but sailed on him. So here we are, third and about 15 or 16. Ball marked at Wilson's 36-yard line. So the offense comes set. Evan Canner is going to go wide left. Kale fought in a slot to the left. Mason Collins lines up at the wing back to the left, and Seth Lambert, the running back to the left. So everything stacked to the left side. Play fake to Seth Lambert. Johnny Scott back to pass. Quick pass out, looking for Seth Lambert, but Seth Lambert had no idea the ball was coming to him. By the time he figured out the ball was was coming his direction, he was turned sideways and trying to find it. So nothing doing for Wellston on offense again. It's going to be fourth and long, fourth and 15. So Evan Canner will come in to punt again. Looked like a little confusion on Johnny's part right there because Johnny threw the ball away before I think he, he had to with the pressure. I'm not sure if he was expecting uh, Seth to come back for that ball or not, but a little uh, you know, confusion, miscommunication there. So Bryson McQuaid and Mason Books back deep to receive Evan Canner's punt. Punt is away. Nice a lot better punt by Evan Canner that time. It's going to take a rocket bounce. Nice roll for the Golden Rockets. That's going to get the ball down to about the Minford 29-yard line. So nice job by Evan Canner. We could have roughing the kicker. Two flags back there. Good eyeball, Nate. I was watching down where the ball came dead. And it is going to be a personal foul. Now offset. So personal foul penalties. One against the Rockets and one against the Minford Falcons. Not entirely sure what happened there. So we'll re-kick it. I'm not sure what happened. And that's unfortunate because that all things considered, was a pretty good punt for Evan Canner. And on top of a good punt, punt took a nice roll. So now we've got we've got to redo this thing. So, again, Mason Books and Bryson McQuaid. Back deep to receive for Minford. You know, offensively, too, and I know Bennett Yarncheck, he's a tight end. I'd like to see him get some targets because he has some really good hands. He's a basketball player. He's very athletic, and he I don't think he's been targeted yet this year. No. So another very nice punt again by Evan Canner. Pretty much the same exact result, same exact place on the field. Actually, we're going to get a couple more yards out of it this time. So Great that's going to get the ball down to about the men for 26. Hey, good job by Levi Bellard right there. 
he had great situational awareness on his last two punts. So good job on him by you know, improving on that. And that's all you can ask for. And he kind of pinned his guy away from the ball. Yeah. That was the main thing. Great job. So the Rockets on defense. Minford up 35-7 to with 7.20 left in the third quarter. Rockets, you know, all things considered, defensively haven't, you know, they've given up a couple big plays, uh, a rushing play to Pika, uh, I believe in the first or second quarter, and then that screen play on their last drive. Other than that, um, they've been competing. So it's it's not all all bad on the Rocket defense. We've just got to get a stop here. So Cottle in the shotgun, bubble screen out to the left intended for number 12. Caught, number 12 has the edge, missed tackle, and finally brought down by Mike Weber. So Mike Weber in the game for the Golden Rockets. Looked like Cale Fott and Johnny Scott initially tried to run him out of bounds. The number 12, the number two receiver in that play right there, which put a key block on uh, Johnny Scott. He actually got away from holding. Johnny was trying to break away from him. He had Johnny's jersey right in front of the ref, and they didn't call it. So, yeah. A little help there. Trips to the right. Hand off to Pika up the middle. Pika has a seam. No linebackers there to stop him. Cale Fott giving chase from behind. Pika breaks a couple tackles. Johnny Scott finally chases him down. But not until he has another huge flags on the play here. A couple of flags in the backfield in the area of holding. So we'll see what happens. That was another, you know, 30 plus, 40 plus game for Jeff Pika if it holds up. Once again, our line and our backers did a pretty good job right there containing him and forcing him out, you know, to bounce that back outside. And, uh, it looks like a personal foul. So we have offsetting again. Personal fouls again. What could possibly be happening on two straight plays? That's something that you don't very rarely see maybe once every two or three games. We've seen it twice in the past three minutes. So referees having a conversation with, you know, Memphis coaching a couple of players. So we're not entirely sure what led to these. Referee, I think a lot of energy for him to call those. <laughs> Very emphatically yeah. called offsetting personal foul penalties. I thought he was calling a pitch out. Yeah, hey, give him some sign for the pitcher. So we're going to replay first down. It's going to be first and 10. Minford has the ball from their own about 43-yard line. Trips to the right. Cottle in the pistol with Pico right behind him. Cottle, play fake. Quick pass. Nice job by Kale Fott to clean that up. Number 11, Troy Rhodes, secured the football, but Kale Fott met him immediately, a gain of only two on that quick pass play, a little hitch route, and Kale Fott cleaned it up. Yeah, Kale did a good job when the uh, course ball snapped. He did a good job. Two steps back, and as soon as the ball was thrown, he came up and, and made contact. See that guy caught the ball and planted him on his back. Great job by Kale. And he had to read that because he's playing about 10 yards off. Yeah. So in the pistol again, Cottle hands off to Pika. No, play fake. Option. Cottle keeps the right-hand side. Breakdown, nice job by number 27, Mason Books, to lay a block and spring him. Hey, right Cottle's there. have a first down. I kind of, you know, I gave uh, Bennett a critique on that play last time. This time he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He stayed outside, fought through his block, forced a guy back inside, but there was no one there to help out. Good job, Bennett. So first, first down again, this time uh, Minford into Rocket territory. Hand off to Pika. Oh, Kale thought just about how to pick six. Jumped the bubble screen route intended by number intended for number eleven, Troy Rhodes. If Kale Fott comes down with that ball, that's six points. So close for Kale Fott, and he knew it, man. He kind of pumped his fist. <laughs> that's two. That that's two tonight that he potentially pick six. 
Man, he wants that one back. Great play by Kale. Second and long. Second and ten. Ball spotted at the 43-yard line. Minford in there or in Rocket territory now. And the pistol trips left. Hand off to Pika up the middle. Pika breaks a tackle by Bennett Yoder and check finally brought down by number 77. Landon Hypes. Yeah, good job by Landon. Bennett did a good job making first contact. But that man is so strong. He drove through Bennett and then Hypes cleaned him up. So Right. That's that's gonna be a gain of eight. Uh, but like Nate said there, that was really a good defensive play. But man, that kid's a load. Yeah, Bennett hit him about a yard past line of scrimmage and he just kept driving. Kind of kind of slid down him, had a good body on him and Peaks just broke loose. So trips left, still in the pistol. Cottle takes a snap. Hand off to Peaks again. Same exact play. Peaks off to the right-hand side. He's going to get enough for a first down. Gave him a gain of about five there. Same exact result. He uh, goes up. And Bennett actually holds on this time. They will hold on. And then Hypes jumps on his back again. So the, the two young men, uh, once again, back-to-back tackles on, on Hypes. So Minford just grinding it out now. Bennett is, uh, I'm not sure if he got hurt on that play. He gets up. He's limping. You can tell he's in some pain. So Mikey Weber in the ball game is safety for the Golden Rockets now. Evan Canner and Cale Fott still your corners. Johnny Scott and Bennett Yoder to check the outside linebacker. Seth Lambert, Isaac McWilliams in the middle. Hand off to Pika. Pika up the middle again. Nice job. Number 56, Connor McWilliams with initial contact cleaned up by Gage Goheen. Listen, and Hunter Brown also in on that play. Isaac McWilliams made an arm tackle, held him long enough for the, de- for the rest of the defense to come up and make a good play. So that was a good play by him because holding on, was that the big guy in the back? Who ran that ball, Matt? That was Pika. So Pika, yeah, big as he is, as strong as he is, McWilliams did a great job holding on long enough to let his line come help. So second and ten, no gain on that play. Good defensive play by the Golden Rockets. So lined up four wide. Nope, we're going to go two running backs. Twins to the left. Mason Books in the slot to the left. Pika behind the quarterback in the pistol with a running back offset to his left. Pika runs out, bad snap, bobbled. Cottle has it. Being brought down and chased by Gage Goheen. Great Gage play. Goheen with a pursuit and quarterback sack on a busted snap. I tell you what, Gage did a great job making up some speed there because he once he saw the, the situation, he kicked it in high gear. The quarterback almost got to the outside, but Gage got a hold of a shorter pass and pulled him. Big play by that big man. Huge because we've seen Peyton Cottle clean up a couple of those snaps, you know, bad snaps earlier in the game and take them. Nothing doing this time. Nice job by Gage Goheen on the pursuit. So it's going to bring up third and about 21, ball be spotted at the Minford 41-yard line. I tell you what, the Rockets' effort right now is there. It's almost like they're getting a little more energy and a little more confidence as the game goes on. So they're finishing strong. Just keep on playing hard. So four wide in the pistol. Peyton Cottle back to pass. Gage Gohina pursuit again. Ball intended for Pika on a screen play. Nothing doing. So way to go, Rockets. Going to force a punt situation here. Yeah, good job by the Rockets. The uh, same exact screen play they scored on. Um, the line for the Minford Falcons opened the door, and our D-line did a good job back there. Once they realized it, they kind of held off a little bit, and then that caused, a, um, of course, a, not a clear throwing lane for Pika, so he had to kind of just throw it away. So for the Pika. Falcons, number 28, Mason Bradley, back to punt. Kale fought deep to receive for the Rockets. No mid-returner. Look here. Oh, nice. oh. Almost blocked it, and oh. it's going to be a flag against the Golden Rockets, number 19, Mike Weber, rough the kicker. That's a hey, great play, Mike. I'll take that all day long. He almost blocked it, folks. He come around that edge on fire. Great, great hustle, Mike. You cannot fault him for the effort. What uh, a great play. That was bang, bang. That's one of those situations where 
know, if you're trying to come in and block a kick once your feet leave the ground, you have no control over what your body does when it hits. Yeah. That's and he just he ran right into the legs of the kicker. So that's going to be a personal foul, roughing the kicker against the Golden Rockets. Chris Graham's out there having a conversation with the official, but I don't know that there's much to talk about. That won't be a first down, correct? So we'll see where the official spot is. It was, yeah, there's still seven yards, so it should be fourth and about seven. So that's going to move the ball up to the Menford 27-yard line. And Coach Graham's still having a conversation with the officials. So I'm not sure you know, what they're discussing, but that's you're going to have fourth and about nine for Minford if they finally blow this thing ready to play. So I, you know, I think if you're Wellston, actually, they're going to give them they they rule out a first down. Yep, first down, first down. So first down and ten for the Falcons from the Wellston 27-yard line. So a tough break there for Mike Weber trying to block that kick. Man, he almost had it. It was awfully, awfully close. Uh, but he did did run into the legs of the kicker. Referee rules with a personal foul, so here we are. First and 10. 35-7 with 3.42 left in the third quarter. And three wide receivers with a wing back this time in a pistol. Pika behind Cottle. Cottle takes a snap. Play fakes to Pika. Two-step drop. Drop back to pass. Wide open is number 11, Troy Rhodes. Troy Rhodes breaks the tackle and finally cleaned up by Isaac McWilliams. But another big game play for the Minford Falcons. Nice quick two-step drop pass from Peyton Cottle to Troy Rhodes on the outside. We've got an injury. Got Kel down right now. Looks like maybe a cramp or hope that's all it is. He's had some history with that, so you're right. We certainly don't uh, hope that's nothing serious. So Minford's trainer tends to him now. Uh, while he's down, we'll take a 30-second break. Uh, 35-7 with 3.35 left in the third quarter. I'm Matt Peterson with Nate Mollahan, Paul Peterson. You're listening to Golden Rocket Football on Fox Sports 105.3 FM and 1330 WIPC AM. We'll be back in 30 seconds. At R.M. Williams Funeral Service, we know that your family is important, and we are dedicated, compassionate, and ready to serve your family in your time of need. Come visit us at 120 West Broadway Street in Wellston to plan your life celebration your way. Or call us at 740-384-5755. In your time of need, we ask that you call upon us at R.M. Williams Funeral Service, where your family comes first. If you need a week's worth of groceries or just a few things for dinner, Campbell's Market is the place to shop. Campbell's Market is MacArthur's neighborhood community grocery store. You can get in and out in a hurry or take your time and check out all the great deals in every aisle. At Campbell's Market, you'll find only the freshest meat and produce, family-friendly prices, plenty of convenient parking, and amazing customer service. See their weekly ad every Saturday in the Telegram or check them out on Facebook. That's Campbell's Market in MacArthur. Family-owned and happy to serve you. You're listening to the Wellston Golden Rockets on Fox Sports 105.3 FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Again, Matt Peterson, Nathan Mollahan, Paul Peterson. They listen to Golden Rocket football. Uh, still have an injured player, Kale Fott, a wide receiver kick returner for the Golden Rockets. Uh, he's down about the 15-yard line. Looks to be just cramps. Uh, they've rolled him over, and they're stretching him out a couple ways. 
uh, Wellston and Menford trainers out there still working on him, so we hope he's okay. He came up limping, Nate, off of a kick return um, at the beginning of the – I think he had the beginning of the second half, the first kick off the open second half. Um, he came up limping then, and he spent an offensive series out. He's looked pretty good since then, but uh, didn't look too good on that last play. You know, those cramps can sneak up when you're a especially when you're playing every down every play. And, um, you know, across the board, that's that's tough. It's not overly hot outside. It cooled down a good bit. I think temperature outside right now is 68 degrees, but it is very, very humid. So we'll see how Kale's still – they're still working on him. So the score would be for Jackson. Jackson took the lead back from Willersburg. Is it 24-21? 21-20. So um, – Close game there. I'm not sure what quarter that's in. So the difference in that game uh, we heard when we got our update was that Berg missed a PAT attempt. And that's in a game that usually comes down to that's always a slugfest. Yeah. That's it, those little things matter. So now Coach Graham is coming off the sideline to come talk to the trainer and see what's going on with Kale. Right now it looks like either calf or hamstring they're trying to straighten out. I would say calf, you know, based on stretch, Kale's laying on his back. Looks like I can get him up now. He's trying to get up on his own. Trainers help him. So okay, he's good, but he's he's definitely limping just a little bit. He's trying to jog it off. So we're going to assume that that's just a cramp. This third quarter seems like it's been lasting forever. There's still three minutes to go in the third quarter right now. Right. I'm not sure if that was Thunder or... So waiting to see what happens here. Teams coming back onto the field after the injury timeout. So again, if you just have to flip the radio on, it's 35-7 Wellston. Or I'm sorry, Menford. 35-7 Menford. 3:35 left in the third quarter. So the Rockets back on defense to be first and goal. Minford has the ball on the Rocket eight-yard line. So Mikey Weber in at safety. Um, I think I would scoot him in towards the line of scrimmage just a little bit. Peyton Cottle in the pistol. Jeff Pika behind him. Hands off to Pika. Pika into the middle of the field, and he's in for another touchdown, folks. So once again, Jeff Pika. Great vision. Offensive line. Yes, he if he sees a seam, he's going to hit it. We were at a perfect angle to see that seam open up, and he did a great job looking at that scene and just hitting it and going. Great job, fun young man. So, PJ, what, what's his rushing total now? Uh, he's at a total of 155 yards on the evening now, averaging 8.1 yards per carry. Uh, total of 19 carries this evening. It's he's, been very impressive watching him. He's had a, a bunch of big plays called back, too, so imagine if those plays would have called back. Cause I, I feel like he should have way more yards than that, but then I remember that someone has been called back. For Absolutely. Hoping. The officials have been a little trigger having flags yeah. tonight, against both teams, honestly. Right. Two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown for Jeff Pika. So, as advertised, big running back for the Memphis Falcons comes through. So, Wilson will get set to receive the kick. It's now 42-7. to 7. And, Nate, I believe that will get us to a running clock, won't it? Yeah. We'll have, so, the running clock after 30 points, um, a 30-point lead. And right now, of course, 42-7, to 7, like you said. So, in between possessions, the clock stops. But as the plays are going on, whether it's an inc- incomplete pass or the ball goes out of bounds, the clock still runs. 
the only time the clock will stop is if there's a timeout or a change of possession, like right now. So uh, I don't see Kel back out on the field, which I wouldn't fit him back out on the field in this situation. Just make sure he stays healthy for you know, next week. So back deep, it looks like Seth, Seth Lambert back deep. Seth the deep man, Mason Collins up in front of him to his right. Or is that, do they have Kale off to the right-hand side now? I think that's uh, Bennett Yardacek over there. Bennett, yep. So Bennett Yardacek and Mason Collins will be the up return men. Seth Lambert back deep. So Seth Lambert's probably going to feel this. Every, every kick's been inside the 10-yard line, some of them close to the goal line. So Montgomery's kick, it is up. So deep down the middle of the field, Seth Lambert going to field that at about the 6-yard line. Well, the referee blows the play dead. What, <laughs> what in the world? Interburton whistle, I believe. I think he gave the my bad sign. The red. I, I, we saw, every, everything looked clean. Officiating's <laughs> been odd to say that. He's, a, he's all been over right now. I hope he's okay. Looks like we're getting a re-kick. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Rockets will get another crack at it. That kick, Seth Lambert fielded it on the right hash at about the five-yard line, so we'll see where this one goes. Okay, let's try it this time without the oops. Here's Montgomery's kick. It's away. Same place. Seth Lambert takes it on the six-yard line. Seth's a good hard runner. Up the middle, cuts off to his right, follows his blockers, has a little bit of a seam, get it out to about the 30-yard line. So a nice, nice job by Seth Lambert. Never officially goes down, but he's stopped by forward progress by about three men from Falcons, uh, number 36. Randall Shrike leading the way. Number two, Roger Woods, a sophomore, put a nice block on it, the Memphis Falcon there, and uh, freed him up initially. So good job by the young man on the kickoff return. So the Rockets have to come out and try to – This is we're back to the same position we were in last week where now it's just about what can we learn from this, how can we improve, and what can we do to end this thing on a positive note. So Johnny Scott has his guys in the huddle. Memphis set on defense. Corners on defense right now for the Falcons. Number 21, Gavin Downey. Number 14, Bryson McQuaid. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun with twins to the left and a wide out to the right. Johnny Scott, quick pass to the left, complete to number 23, Mason Collins. Mason Collins is going to have about a nine-yard gain on a quick pass from Johnny Scott. Like a little curl route in the middle of the field. I'm, do we have to hurry up? I'm not sure if we have a new huddle or not. Well, this is the closest we've seen because they came out of that huddle in a hurry. So Evan Canner wide left. Kale fought in the slot to the left. Johnny Scott in the shotgun. Mason Collins lined up the wing back to the right. Seth Lambert offset. Johnny Scott's left. Johnny Scott takes the snap. Hands off to Seth Lambert. Has a little bit of crease behind Gage going. Lambert up the middle of the field. Past the 50. He's still going. Broke a couple of tackles. Nice hard run by Seth Lambert. He's finally brought down by number 36 after a gain of... Almost 30 yards. We're getting about 28 on that carry. We'll see where the ball's spotted. But nice job by Seth Lambert. Bouncing off tacklers. Had a couple of shifty moves. Followed Gage Goheen. Nice play. Pika was on the sideline during that run, and they got him back in the game quickly after that one. So Memphis going to take a timeout now. Nice run by Seth on that. He broke a bunch of tackles, and he's not very big, but he's strong and he's fast. So that's, that's about the only bright spot we've seen out of the Golden Rocket offense since that touchdown pass to Kale Fott. So we are at 42-7 with a minute 25 left in the third quarter. Rockets will have the ball coming out of this timeout. The first down from the Minford 
42-yard line. I work on my passing game right here. Absolutely. You have absolutely nothing to lose. That was a little bit different formation we saw in the pass uh, that was completed to Mason Collins. It's a nice little slot pass. I mean, the, the uh, inside back, or, uh, DB was playing about 12 yards off the ball. Johnny delivered the ball right in stride at about the five-yard mark and a nice game. Yep. And it, it, like you, you mentioned earlier, if you got anything that you can target Bennett Yotter to check, now would be a good time. Yeah, I'd love to see him get a target. Such a good athlete. So he's going to be – Bennett's going to be split out wide to the right with Mason Collins in the slot to his right. Slot left is Kale Fott with Evan Canner wide left. Johnny Scott in the shotgun with Seth Lambert. Play fake. Quick pass again. This time to Kale Fott. Kale Fott's going to cut all the way across the field. Going to try to cut it up. Doesn't quite get the edge. Breaks a tackle. Now he's going to cut back towards the middle of the field. So he ran about 50 yards to gain about five on that play. Yeah, Kale's one of those dangerous runners, like I said in the past. He reminds me a little bit of Ted Ginn. He just runs around, runs around, and then finally sometimes he'll just break it loose. But good job by Milford by not letting him get too big of a run or a game. But, hey, good job by the Rockets calling the pass play right there, too. If Bennett could have seen the block opportunity, Kale had a lane to cut it up, but I think Bennett was facing the wrong direction. So Johnny Scott back in the shotgun. Kale fought slot left, Evan Canner wide left. Johnny Scott, straight quarterback run. Going to follow Seth Lambert through the hole. Johnny Scott has a lane to the left. Has a blocker out in front. Evan Canner. Johnny Scott has the edge. He's going to be brought down, knocked out of bounds at about the 22-yard line. So another big gainer for the Rockets. Yeah, good job by the Rockets getting the, the line, getting the big shove up front. And then good job by Johnny just ducking and diving and weaving and finding a seam and getting to the uh, sideline. And now we're getting into a little bit of tempo, Nate. So we were just talking about if we have it, we'll see it here. We sure do. Mason Collins, the wing back to the right. Johnny Scott in the slot. Rhymes in the shotgun. Bubble screen out to Kale Fott. Kale Fott, nice catch. Nice, nicely defended by number 24 for the Menford Falcons. Kale tried to get the edge, number 24 cutting down. When we start, if we can slow those cornerbacks down a little bit, just a little bit, we're not getting much of a block out there on their edge. So when Kale catches the ball, every time he turns around, we got a DB right there in his face. So if we can just work on those blocks on the edge a little bit, man, this big play is going to happen. So, folks, that is the end of the third quarter. It's 42-7. Menford leads Wellston. You're listening to Golden Rockin' Football on 105.3 FM, 1330 WYPC AM. I'm Matt Peterson on the play-by-play with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. We're going to take a 60-second break and get you back here for the fourth quarter. Rent on his way to do it. Come on in, there's nothing to it. Brand new look, the easy way. Own can do it today. Your family's gonna love you for it. It's time to rent to home. Here's the deal when you combine State Farm home and auto insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Dave Strickland is ready to help you combine home and auto and save in Wellston. Call today, 740-384-2809. That's 384-2809. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Average annual for household savings based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm. New policyholders to reported savings by switching to State Farm. The Golden Rockets play here on Fox Sports 105.3 FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to start the fourth quarter. Golden Rocket football with Matt Peterson, Nate Mollahan, and Paul Peterson. 42 to 7 Minford. Uh, Minford pretty much took this thing over, starting really about halfway through the second quarter. And Wilson's offense up to this point has been pretty stagnant, but we've seen a couple of nice, nice things happen here. Seth Lambert had a big 20 plus yard run. Johnny Scott had about a 20 yard run. Nice pass completed to Kale Fott. So, uh, second down and about eight. 
Deep inside Minford territory, down to about the Minford 20. Kale fought in motion. Johnny Scott drops back to pass. Has a man to Bennett Yoder in a check, and it's caught. Nice. Bennett Yoder in a check, right on cue as we called it. Brings the ball down for a first down. It's going to be first and goal from the Minford five-yard line. And he took a big hit from the safety and held on to that ball. Great job by Bennett. Such a good player. Always has great hands, and he's got a good physical body. They used Kell as a distraction right there. He went in motion, and then Bennett made a nice corner route, and then uh, Johnny made a good throw. Hats off to Joe Briggs on the offensive coordinating call on that play. Johnny Scott going to try to follow Seth Lambert, get the edge, but he's going to be brought down for a loss. Face mask. A face mask penalty looks like. So Johnny Scott was initially brought down on a quarterback keeper, trying to cut the outside edge. And right there, Johnny's got to remember that rule of thumb. You see a butt, cut it up. And right there, right. His, his, uh, Seth Lambert had the edge sealed, and he tried to string it out. And then, of course, the Minford guy came up and made a good play on him. Face mask, but right there, he's just got to cut that up inside and get what he can get. So Mason Collins is going to check out, uh, give him a little bit of breather. Mike Weber going to come in for Mason Collins, the wing back position. Seth Lambert will be your running back. So the referee's going to mark off half the distance, so it'll be first and goal from the Wellston three-yard line. So the Rockets got to punch it in here. So Johnny Scott gets his guys in the huddle. Play comes in from Coach Chris Graham. Minford set on defense. What do you call here, Pete? Well, well, I would have said one thing, but now we're in an empty backfield. <laughs> so Johnny Scott in a shotgun with two wide receivers. This says Johnny to the Johnny left. Johnny Scott right all the way. So Johnny Scott's going to keep the football running up to the middle. He's going to be close. Going to mark him down at about the one. So a gain of two on the quarterback keeper for Johnny Scott. If they line that up in that same exact formation and go opposite, it's going to be so wide open because they're jumping it. So that formation, guys, is an empty backfield with the running back and wing back up close to the line of scrimmage offset to one side. And Johnny Scott keeps the football and follows those two blockers. So Seth Lambert in the backfield, Johnny Scott back in the shotgun. Mike Weber, the wing back to the right. Kale Fott in the slot to the left. Evan Canner wide left. So Johnny Scott's going to keep it again, and he's going to get completely blown up. So two straight design quarterback keepers. Minford was not fooled on that. Number 52 for the Minford Falcons, Marty Sparks. Comes in with a humongous hit on Johnny Scott. So now we've gone from second or first and first and goal from the three, and that's going to mark that ball back. Well, that's a very generous spot. They're going to give him forward progress and mark that ball at the four-yard line. We thought that should have been marked down about the ten. Johnny got handed his lunch right there, but we just got it. We can't be predictable. So take advantage of the generous spot. It's third and goal from the five. Seth Lambert motions off to Johnny Scott's left. Four wide receivers in the ballgame. Johnny Scott drops back to pass, rolls out. It's a blitz. Wide open is the man, Mike Weber, for the Weber, baby. touchdown. Good job right there. The, the uh, defensive line put great pressure on Johnny. Johnny did a good job backpedaling, and he made a great throw to the edge. That's a long throw. And Mike Weber is wide open in the end zone. Good job. That's the senior, Mike Weber. He was one of those silent seniors, but he's a leader out there. It's great to see him get a touchdown. Yep, you see him in the kicking game, where he's the kickoff specialist. Has been nearly perfect. He missed a co- I think he missed an extra point against Oak Hill, um, or a couple bad bad snap. Uh, but all of his extra points since then have been good. So we'll see what Wilson does. Looks like they're going to line up and go for two. Nice to see Mike Weber get in the end zone. So Seth Lambert will be the back. Kale fought wide right. Evan Canner wide left. Mike Weber in the wing to the right. Seth Lambert offset to Johnny Scott's left. Johnny Scott takes a snap. 
Looking back to pass, going to throw. Nice little route to Kale Fott. Kale Fott has the football, and the catch is good. Johnny threw a nice back shoulder throw right there to Kale. Kale did a great job turning around, going up and grabbing it over top of the defender, and then twist and turn to come down with the inbounds. A great catch. Great, great execution right there by the Rockets. I'm glad you brought it up, Nate, where he threw that ball. The rule on those plays is throw it where your guy can catch it. Only your guy or nobody. And that's what he did. Kale Fott made a nice little pirouette acrobatic catch. And the PAT attempt is good. So 42-15 now. 8.54 left in the fourth quarter. And this is encouraging for the Rockets. Don't give up. You know, and, learn, and, and do stuff. Work on things in this game at this point in the contest. that you, It's going to help us win league games. And that's what you see right here. Of course, you see Mike Weber. I love that young man. He's such a great young man. To see him catch a, a, a touchdown, probably the first time first time he scored his whole career, so it's good to see that. And then, of course, Johnny put a, a ball on the money for Kel right there. Kel went up and got it. And something to mention about Mike Weber, he played wide receiver last year and had some nice catches towards the end of the year. Now they moved him into wing back this year. But nice to see him on that target there. So the Golden Rockets will kick off to Minford. Uh, again, your score, 42 Minford, 15 Wilson with 8.54 left in the fourth quarter. You know, and that's a great play call by the coaching staff because you got everybody focused on number number 15, Kel. And so <clears throat> sneaking Mike out there in the flash was a great play call and just great execution. Right. So we saw two receivers targeted there that we haven't seen all year, Mike Weber and Bennett Yodder in the check. Yeah, we've been hollering for Bennett all year. And, and like I think as they see what they have with Bennett, he has to get more involved in the offense, not just as a blocker, but as a, you know, he's – like you and I have said many times, a lot of times tight ends are so under. Yeah. They're used as an extra lineman. That's it. But you got someone that's athletic like that. You got to give the ball. Nothing else. Say, hey, you're blo- you're blocking your rear end off. I want to throw you a pass at least once every quarter. And Bennett's a former wide receiver as well. And a case could be made that he's got the best hands on the team. Yeah, he he good. can catch. So Mike Weber has the ball on the tee, getting set. Don't expect anything deep here, and it's not. So Mike Weber just squibs it real short. Looks like that's covered up by Mason Books, maybe. I can't see until he gets off the pile. No, that is number 17 for Memphis. We haven't called his name yet this evening, Keegan Rowe. So that kick only goes about 15 yards. So Memphis will have the ball at their own 42. So Pika stays in the game right here. We got 8.53 left to go in the game. Clock has stopped because of the change of possession, 42-15. We might are we? We should be inside a running clock now. Actually, yeah, just by a shade. Yep. So, yep. starters are still in. Trips to the right. Pika behind Cottle in the pistol. Hand off to Pika. Pika up the middle of the field. Initially hit. Still driving. Still driving with Gage Goheen on his back. Bennett Yotter in a check comes in to help clean it up with Mason Collins. They're going to stop the play right at the 50-yard line. So give him a gain of eight yards for Jeff Pika. And I love the fight left in the Rockets out there. That's a big man they're trying to tackle, and they ripped him down pretty good. Bennett just spun him down at the end mm-hmm. of the tackle. That's that's what you want to see. Finish strong. So Rockets still trying to grind it out on defense here. So wide receivers come out of the huddle. It's going to be trips to the left. Number 11, Troy Rhodes, wide left. Number 14, Bryson McQuaid, ride wide right. Toddle in the pistol. Different running back here. Hand off to number 36, the running back, and he's free. Evan Canner comes across the field from the corner and tackles him in the middle of the field after a big game. That's going to be a gain of 25-plus, and unfortunately it looks like number 36 is slow to get up. That's Randall Shrike on the carry. Yeah, he did a good job finding the crease, and then he just turned the, the, the jets on it. But Evan did a great job catching up with him, and now that didn't score. 
We never never want to see a player down, but it looks like this might be another cramp issue. Well, he rolled over and instantly started grabbing towards his calf, and that's the trainer right now stretching out that right leg, the player laying on his back. So I'm not sure if the Golden Rockets might have been, since Pika wasn't in the ball game, that they thought maybe something was coming to the edge on a bubble screen, but he had a wide-open lane. Yeah, good job by the Memphis line just to open that up for him. Great job by Evan by not allowing him to score on that, too. Right, because if he beats Evan Kenner, there's nothing left but green. Yeah, 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 yeah. make up and, and uh, catch up with him. The guy had about a five-yard gain on him and then uh, Evan caught up with him and made the play. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty sure this is another issue of cramps. He's kind of pointing towards the... If anybody knows Coach Phillips who played or, or coached with Coach Phillips, he'd be going nuts right now with these cramps. I told you! Hydrate! <laughs> hydrate! Nutrition! Don't be drinking pop! I mean, but he, he's right. And, and nowadays, you know, um, hydration is big, you know, and it course can help cramping and things like that we've talked about it throughout the, the season our pregame shows the hydration and you know not only just you know, working out and, and uh body prep but just meal prep and hydrate and just nutrition things like that will keep these guys from cramping but yeah so this is um what the third or fourth cramp we've seen tonight on a chilly night at that yeah like i said like i mentioned earlier it's not real hot it's you know, high 60s right now it's still a little humid uh, so i'm sure you know dew is a factor I mean, your feet kind of slip, so it's hard to say what happened. P.J., what we got in the way of stats right now? Uh, let's see here. Wellston, uh, not a whole lot's changed. Uh, that last drive added a little bit to the board for them. Um, but Seth Lambert coming up on 70, close to 70 yards rushing. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, he's averaging uh, 6.2 per carry, a uh, total of 11 carries tonight. Um, Jeff Pika. Is he's still averaging 8.1 yards per carry. He's now at 20 carries for a total of 163 yards. Big highlights for him, two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown on a screen pass. Yeah, he's had a great night tonight. So the player the player's getting helped off the field by a couple of teammates. That's number 36, Randall Shrike. Uh, we hope that's just cramps. Um, it's not, not a good sign when a guy has to be helped off the field. Uh, Kale Fott was able to get up and walk off on his own, own accord, but this young man's getting some help. So uh, best wishes to him. I uh, never want to see anybody get hurt. But they've got they've got him on the bench, and now offense is getting set again. So the running back in the game for the Memphis Falcons now is number 28, Mason Bradley. Peyton Cottle in the pistol with Bradley right behind him. Got trips to the right. Cottle bubble screen to the right. Number 12 catches it behind the line of scrimmage. Has a cut-up field and run out of bounds by Bennett Yodder in the check. New ball spot's going to be about the 19, I'm sorry, the 21-yard line. So give him a gain of about three on that screen pass. I just want to say how impressed I was on the pronunciation of Bennett's name there. I mean, you really hit that. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because every road game we have, nice folks up here in the booth are always asking us about the pronunciation of his name. Uh, fortunately, my dad, when, of course, my dad was still alive, worked with Bennett's dad at the Wellston Police Department. Uh, so very familiar with that family. Comes from a great group of people. Yeah, great young man. So takes the pistol snap again. Bradley looked like the handoff was to Bradley, but that ball was kept by Peyton Cottle. Now we've got a flag in the backfield. Looks like in the area of holding. I don't know if it's holding or maybe a personal foul. Yeah, holding. It was going to be a holding call against Menford. I want to stop with two rockets there. 
<laughs> and one Falcon. Like, oh, we don't need that right now. So on second and four, that's going to turn this into second and 14. Good break for the Rockets. So seeing some different running backs, it looks like uh, Jeff Pika's night might be done on offense. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. You want to keep that kid healthy for the rest of the year. There's no sense in you know, putting him in a game where something silly could happen. Uh, get, get some of these guys some time here. So that's number 28, Mason Bradley, still in the game at running back for Minford. Trips to the left, Mason Books in the slot. Toddle in the pistol. Snap comes in. Hands off to Bradley. Bradley around the right-hand side, and he's brought down by number 77, Landon Hypes, and number 12, Bennett Yotter in a check. Yeah, Bennett did a good job scraping down the line and then flying in and making contact, and then Hypes comes over and helps him clean that play up. Good job by both young men. So a little bit of a gain there. It's going to bring up third and 12. Ball be spotted at the Wellston 27-yard line. So taking some time off the clock here, 7.05 and counting. Left in the fourth quarter, your score 42, Minford, Wellston 15. So it looks like they're going to take as much of this clock as they can. Play clock's down to 15. I'm sorry, 10. Play clock down to 9, 8, 7. And they're just now walking to the line of scrimmage, guys. This is going to be close. In the pistol, he gets a snap off. Back to pass is Cottle. Cottle looks out to his left. Complete to number 21, over pursued by Johnny Scott. Missed an arm tackle. So a short game, but nice job to clean that up um, on the play. Seth Lambert and Mason Collins. Hey, Johnny did a good job reading that play. I mean, he saw it as soon as it happened. Just over-pursued a little. Yeah, he just needs a breakdown to make the play there. Great job getting there. We got two cramps. Now we got cramps from Minford, and then a Rockets cramped right there on the sideline. Um, Probably within about five yards of each other. Yeah. <laughs> so trainers getting a workout tonight. Oh, so... It's been a long night for the Rockets, um, but the one thing, like we've said last week, it's how you finish the game. Um, and body language out there, they're giving everything they got still. They're finishing tackles, and they're still trying, you know, to the hustle is there. So that's stuff you can work on and build on. Next week, we go into Portsmouth West. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, I think it's a home game, right? Yes, that's at home. So that's going to be a tough. You know, the big thing there is just from a realistic view, stay healthy. You know, the game healthy. Yep. And then we go into TVC, and if we if we just clean up some of the things we've seen tonight, because tonight Memphis is a good team. They're they're better than their record right now, but we've really shot ourselves in the foot a lot, and just little mental breakdowns. And it's stuff that's correctable. And if we can just work on that stuff, and I know it's early in in the program you know, with Coach Graham and the staff, and there there's a lot of things to try to work on. But there, I know you know each week they're working on these things to try to get better, and that's all you can. It's it's positive. Things went in a positive direction. Right. So tonight, you know, I've been a little bit harder on the players, but I have so much expectations tonight coming out of this game, winning this game. And when you see how close we were to this team and, and talent-wise, we can beat these guys, you know. And, and so I just want these guys to believe in themselves and, you know, come out next week. And except next week, let's be realistic, do the best you can, stay healthy, and then go into the TVC and, and, and knock off some people that's going to not expect it. So I'm not sure who the injured Rocket was, but he's off the sideline. That was Mason Books for Minford. Up now he's walking off on his own. So again, we're sure these got to be cramps here. So the Rocket's still on defense. Going to be fourth down, fourth and seven. Ball spotted. That will give it about the 27-yard line. Minford into Wilson territory. So. Kick. 
We're going to try to kick a field goal here. A 40-yard field goal. This will be a nice poke for Miles Montgomery if he can hit it. And the ball, bad snap. Couldn't get the hold down. Ball's complete, though. Fake. It's a fake. Yeah, it was a fake. The kicker didn't even move. So the ball was complete to number 12, but actually a loss of about one on the play. So that will be a turnover. Wellston will take over. While we change possession, we'll mention some of our sponsors here. Uh, we apologize. We haven't done a very good job of that this evening. Uh, this game brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Howard Hannah McNerlin Network, Four Winds Community, Gas and Stuff of Hamden, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Belicio Foods, Higgins Steel Roofing and Siding, Holzer Health Systems, Happenings Bistro, and Nimco Propane. Uh, we have some more we'll get to here just shortly. Uh, but Wellston getting ready to get set on offense. Johnny Scott waiting for the play to come in. It looks like Coach John Seitz communicating that into the offense. So Wilson's going to come back with Bennett Yotter in a check. Split out again. They're going to line up a bunch formation, the bunch to the left. Bennett up on the front. Kale Fott and Evan Canner flank him. Mason Collins wide right with Seth Lambert in the backfield. Kale Fott in motion. Johnny Scott's going to keep it off the QB motion. That play's completely blown up again, this time by number 50, Tristan Miller. So every time Wilson's tried to quarterback keep, especially in the middle or off any kind of run action, it has had no success. Yeah, it's tough. Um, even right now with the, um, the young player just in there, they're doing a good job jumping there. So Wellston going into a little bit of tempo now. Uh, four wide. Kale Fott in the slot to the left. Benny Goddard in a check split out wide right with Evan Canner wide left. Johnny Scott takes a shotgun snap, and that's going to be a whistle. False start against Wellston. It didn't look like the offensive line ever really even got set, Nate. Yeah, that snap was kind of it was lofted almost. I'm not sure if the ball maybe got stuck on the ground when he tried to snap it or not, but um, if that was like if there's any kind of hesitation at all in the snap movement, that could be a false start on, on the center. Saddleback Wilson up and be second at about 13. Ball now at the 21-yard line. So Johnny Scott waiting for the play to come in. The band is still fired up over there. They're all over there. Got all their <laughs> instruments. They're ready to go. They still have all kinds of energy. There's, what, 64 band members? Is that what she said? I, th- I think so. This is some good numbers for our band. They do an absolutely fantastic job. Now we have a timeout call by Wellston, so we'll get you some more of our sponsors on that note. McDonald's of Wellston, R.M. Williams Funeral Services, Benton County National Bank, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implement, Rent-to-Own of Jackson, Dave Strickland State Farm Insurance, Dave's Custom Butchering, Laella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Jackson County Banking Center, Jenkins Care Community, Dakota's Roadhouse, Rio Grande Jackson and MacArthur Centers, Oatsheiser Miller Wagon and Flag Attorneys, Gallia Jackson Meg's Alcohol, Drug, and Mental Health Board, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am and KO of Jackson, and, of course, Monroe Collision. They will sponsor our Hit of the Game later on. So guys be thinking about who we want to give Hit of the Game to. A collision of the Game sponsored by Monroe Collision. So 5.33 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Menford leads Wilson 42-15. to Wilson trying to mount something on offense. Just had a false start penalty. Uh, so that will back them up a bit. It's going to be second and about 14 uh, from the 21-yard line. So we've seen a little bit of the offense open up, and I hope. Um, it, it seems like the last couple of weeks we found ourselves in you know, a pretty large deficit, and that's when we start to open things up and try some things. We need to start running this stuff more earlier on in the game. This stuff works. Right. You just got to come in with it, lay it all out there. What well, we got to lose mentality? You got there. The worst thing that can happen, we could go out and just surprise somebody. So four wide receivers. Bennett Yotter in a check wide left. Evan Canner wide right. Johnny Scott in the shotgun with Seth Lambert in the backfield. Johnny Scott 
Three-step drop. Unleashes Kale. a deep pass to Kale. Fought again. Just overthrew him just a little bit. Had the right read. Kale had a step on his man. Uh, tried to one-handed catch it going out of bounds and was not successful. Yeah, Kale had the <clears throat> had him beat downfield. Johnny just threw a little behind of him a little bit. If he hits that Kale and stride right there, it's a touchdown. And, and I think for Johnny, it's such a long way that he's coming this year because last year that's a play where he probably tucks the ball and runs. Yeah. Uh, but this year he's doing a much better job of staying in the pocket, uh, making good reads. So, um, Johnny's his accuracy has really increased and improved a lot this year, and he's pretty much spot on when he, when he throws the ball. So we're coming out bunch left again in the bunch formation. Benny Otter to check. Kale Fott motions out of the bunch to the right-hand side. Hand off to Kale Fott. Kale Fott has some room. He's got the edge. He's gone, guys. He just broke the edge, and there's nobody going to catch him. He's too fast. Mason Books is trying. Mason Books might get there. He's going to. He's going to run. Kale fought out of bounds, finally at about the Minford seven-yard line. So what a nice rushing play. We've tried that rushing play with Kale fought in motion a few times. Haven't had any success. He had a couple of really nice blocks out on that right side edge. Yeah, good job by the D or the wide receivers sealing off those DBs and linebackers. Good job by Bennett by sealing off that edge. And then Kale just turned on the Jets. And then the only guy on the field that could catch him was a guy that did. And uh, has punt returns for touchdowns on the season. Yeah. So you got some speed. So going a little bit of tempo, Rockets already up to the offensive line. Johnny Scott just waiting for the play to come in from Coach Graham. So Seth Lambert offset to Johnny Scott's right. Mason Collins, the wing back to the left. Kale Fott in the slot to the right. The ball snapped high. Johnny Scott better fall on it. Oh, my goodness. He tried to pick it up. He's lucky he didn't get it knocked back out of his hands. But that's going to be a huge loss on a bad snap. And that's the mental mistakes we have to clean up if we want to be, you know, as we improve. And I'm, I'm not just saying this, I'm not just being a homer, but we have a chance to win some games in the TBC. But there's just little things like this we got to clean up. And we will. I think Coach Staff's going to work on that, obviously. And it's easier said than done because there's so much that you want to work on as a staff. But, you know, we, we do have a chance to, to do some damage in the TBC. The second goal from the 28. Johnny Scott in the shotgun with Kale Fott in the slot to the left. Mason Collins comes in motion from the wing back to position. Johnny Scott is going to keep it, keep it off to the right-hand side. He's got a little bit of room, cuts back into the middle of the field. Not a bad game for Johnny Scott. Hey, He's going to be gang-tackled after a gain of about 10 yards. Bennett, Yarnacek, and Hypes, Brandon Hypes, sealed that edge off really well and gave Johnny a good uh, lane to cut up in. And right there, Johnny learned from that last play that we talked about, you know, forced to see a buck cut it up with Johnny was cutting outside right there, and he saw the, the rear end of his offensive guys and cut it up inside and made a good run. So third and still a long way, third and about 20. Uh, they don't have the yardage reached. The third and 12, we'll say, or 18. Third and 18. Yes, third and goal from the 18. So that's how costly a mental mistake can be is a bad snap. Takes the Rockets out of what was initially a first and goal from the seventh. So Johnny Scott in the shotgun with four wide. Benny Goddard in a check wide left. Kale fought in the slot to the right. Seth Lambert offset. Johnny Scott's right. Johnny Scott back to pass. Has Kale fought on a deep ball. Double coverage and nice play by number 14. Bryson McQuake to break that pass up. Actually, that ball was intended for number seven, Evan Canter. Yeah, Kevin had the or Evan had the um, edge on him, had to had him beat probably two or three steps, and just the ball was underthrown a little bit. The DB made a good play on it. Um, I think if uh, Mr. Scott would have got that ball up a little bit higher. He would have made a play on that. Yeah, I had two DBs come over, of course, the corner, and the safety slid over for help. And Wilson takes a timeout. 
So on that note, with three minutes and 31 seconds left in the ball game, it's 42 Wellston. Or I'm sorry, 42-15. Menford leads Wellston. I'm Matt Peterson with Nathan Mollahan, Paul Peterson. You're listening to Fox Sports 105.3 FM and 1330 WYPC AM. We'll pause for 30 seconds. Do you remember being a kid and waking to the smell of bacon frying on the stove? Or the smell of fresh steaks on the grill? Those days are not over. Dave's Custom Butchering in Wellston brings back those childhood memories with some of the best fresh meats available for your family. Smoked bacon, homemade brats, fresh ground beef, and unbelievable steaks are waiting for you at Dave's Custom Butchering. Dave's Custom Butchering, West Broadway Street in Wellston. Call ahead and we'll have your order ready. 740-384-2340. Your home of Wellston Gold Rocket Paint is your is local Fox Sports 105.3 FM. Okay, we are back. 42-15, Minford leads Wilson with 3.31 left in the ballgame. The Golden Rockets have squandered what was a first and goal from the seven on a bad snap, trying to fight their way back. Now it's fourth and 18, fourth and goal to go from the 18-yard line. And we're going to see Mike Weber, his first field goal attempt. Maybe, I'm not sure if he's attempted a field goal in his career or not, but this is a senior kickoff specialist. 35-yarder. 35-yarder for Mike Weber. Kick is up and away. Good. And he got it, Mike Weber. Nice, a nice field goal kick by Mike Weber. Look there, great job by Mike. He gets a touchdown tonight and then hits a big field goal. Great job! I'm so happy for that young man. So, always nice to see that that kid's been in the program. He's been the kicker for four years. Recruited from so- as a former soccer player, and really seen him develop. And he's knocked down. We've heard him practice. He's come close to hitting some 45 yarders. And what's so, great about Mike is when he first came out for football, he had no clue about the game of football. So you could tell he was lost. So to see how far he's come, it's it's exciting for someone like him. So good job. Nice job by Mike Weber. Congratulations on a, on a fantastic game for him. Uh, we haven't seen him on offense a lot. We know he does come in and play that wingback position sometimes. But like you said, Nate, what a great night to get him in the end zone. Yeah. Like, like we said to you over and over, I can't say enough. He comes over. Well, of course, it's, you know, people go out and recruit him from the soccer field. And so he does everybody a favor and comes out and plays football. And well, he's never played before, like I said, as a freshman. So don't get me wrong, I wasn't kind of down on him because he didn't know a lot. He just never played football before. So just to see how far he's come is just exciting. And we don't uh, – when's the last time we kicked a 35-yard field goal? It's been years. Yeah. I'm not sure. There was a brief time period there in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, where I was kind of out of the loop a little bit. But I know back in the late 90s, I think class of 98, Derek Wallace, was a pretty good kicker, but he was, I thought he was extremely underutilized. And then Chase, <clears throat> Chase Ingles could kick the ball pretty good too. I'm not sure if he ever got the 35 yarder though, but Chase is always a good field goal kicker. So Mike Weber's kickoff, uh, going to be mid range, fielded at about the 26 yard line or 24 yard line by number two, and he's just going to run out of bounds on a straight line, get the ball about the 28 yard line. Bennett had a beat on him, and there's a great job by Bennett by letting off the last second because he was stepping out of bounds. And Bennett had to make a last-second decision to slide on his knees because if he would have hit him, he probably would have killed him and had a 15-yard penalty. But great job by Bennett. So that was Peyton Cottle, the quarterback, on the kickoff return. So three minutes and 20 seconds left in the ballgame, 42-18. Menford leads Wellston. So, Pod, you got to update the stats right now? Uh, let's see here. Wellston, still not much of a change. That last drive added a little bit to the board. Um, we've got Seth Lambert here. He's now at 11 carries for a total of 69 yards, an average of 6.2 yards per carry. So take a look at Johnny Scott's passing numbers. Johnny Scott, 
he's at uh, about a 50% completion rate uh, for a total of 163 yards, nice. averaging about 23.2 yards per completion. Nice. With two touchdowns. Yes, sir. So those are just the little bright spots that we didn't even think about that. I just happened to look over your shoulder and see that number. we got to hear those. Of course, he had that big pass to Kale Fott, but there's been some nice stuff going on in the pass game, and I think that's got to be more of our offense going forward. Little mid-range Absolutely. throws that, that we ha- we've had success. And last week against Fairland, we had success in that game, doing his little mid-range throws, and then, of course, trying to get the ball out on the edge. So, yeah. So the Rockets getting set on defense. Peyton Cottle in the shotgun, or I'm sorry, the pistol, with Mason Bradley, the running back behind him, trips to his right. This is the common formation for Menford so far this evening. This is what we've seen the most of. The snap is in. Hand off to Bradley. Bradley to the left. And he's going to be gang tackled after he picks up about six yards. It's going to be enough for a first down. So we must have missed an offensive play there when we were talking uh, about some stats, but that's okay. So Menford's going to try to grind this thing out. I'm sure two minutes and 18 seconds left, 42-18. Clock stopped briefly on a uh, first down, but that's running again now. So, of course, Menford taking their time getting out of the huddle. Looks like they're going to line up in a four-wide set this time. So Mason Cottle still in, in a uh, formation at quarterback. So Menford comes to the line of scrimmage. Mason Bradley behind Peyton Cottle in the pistol. Four wide receivers. Mason books in the slot to the right. Waiting on the play clock to get all the way down to two before the ball snapped. Hand off to Bradley up the middle. Bennett Yoder's check is going to save a big gain. As it is, it's going to stand. It's going to be a 10-yard gain for a first down. But Bennett Yoder and the check cleaned that up or it could have been a lot more. Hey, that back had a really nice jump cut. And uh, he made the first line and miss. And they got about, what, 12, 15 yards in that play. Yeah, and somehow it seemed like our outside linebackers were up in edge contained. The middle backers were back quite a ways. And I think that's how there's so much space there. So down to a minute 22 left in the game. First and 10, Menford has the ball now at the Wellston 47-yard line. And the play clock is down to 12 seconds. Menford breaks the huddle at about 10. They have play clocks on both ends of the field now, so Cottle watching the ball is going to be snapped again right at about two seconds left on the play clock. Mason Bradley in, and who was that hitting? McWilliams. Connor McWilliams. What a stick. Great job. No, Isaac Williams. I'm sorry. It was Isaac, yeah. Yeah. So another big stick by Isaac McWilliams. What? This is a kid that had to move to this position this year, and he is having an outstanding year. Of course, we gave him hit of the game opening week one on a quarterback sack. So 26 seconds left in the game. Play clock down to six seconds. This will be the last snap. Don't expect much of anything here. Maybe a knee, and that's what's going to happen. So Peyton Cottle in the pistol takes a knee on the final play of the game. Your final tonight. As the clock runs out, Minford Falcons, 42. Your Wilson Golden Rockets, 18. So not the way we wanted it to go, of course. Uh, but we, again, just just like last week, we continue to see some good things out of the Rockets defense. I, just, I think some things got a little sloppy. And maybe a little bit undisciplined there towards the end of the first half and going into the second half. And that's all it takes for a good team to put you away. Yeah, we didn't look as comfortable this week as we did last week, even though we were playing against a very highly skilled Fairland team. It just, there's something seemed off tonight. Something didn't seem like these guys were a little, they seemed a little slower than last week. 
and they just seemed like they weren't pushing quite as hard tonight. Like I always say, learn from it and move on. You know, lick your wounds, you know, go home, feel bad, feel sorry for yourself tonight, and uh, whine a little bit, but tomorrow get back up and be ready to grind to get better. That's all you can do. Yeah. We saw, you know, Cale Fott gets his first receiving touchdown of the evening. He had another monster night return on the football. Um, of course, it's not going to show up on paper because the penalties got him called back, but he had a couple of really nice 40-plus yarders again tonight, uh, just cutting and moving all over the field. So he's a hard tackle. Uh, continue to see big things from him. Uh, nice to see highlights. Of course, Mike Weber gets in the end zone um, on a receiving touchdown and then has a field goal attempt. Uh, so it's great to see him get a little bit more involved. Uh, Johnny Scott, 50% passing. Uh, can't complain about that. Some good things going on in the passing game. And, and we'll continue to beat that with a hammer, um, that that needs to be more of the game going forward. You know, we have – it's always nice when you have a couple of backs. Of course, we're missing Josh, Josh Clarkson tonight. Uh, but Seth Lambert came in and carried the majority of the load, still averaged more than five a carry. Um, I think he was around – was it 6.2? Yeah, 6.2, yeah. 6.3 a carry. Uh, 69 total yards uh, for Seth. So you're getting some good things out of the backfield, uh, but you have to complement that. And I think that's one of the things that Wellston is going to have to do going forward. They've proven now against some very good teams late in games that they can throw the football and move the ball through the air. And, Nathan, you hit the nail on the head when you said this earlier. Sometimes it comes down to can you get your athletes in space? Yeah, you have to. When you got when you got there every every day or every game and you're kind of outgunned almost every game, so you got to find out who are your strengths, who are your weaknesses, and, and attack those. Uh, use your strength and attack the weaknesses of the defense and, and, of course, I know this coaching staff is just, like I said, it's their game three. There's a lot they got to look work through, and I know they'll get better and they'll see that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you know, so anyway, good job by the Rockets not giving up tonight and, and keep fighting, you know, and, and kudos halves off because coaching's not easy, trust me. There's no one's going to feel worse than they get home tonight. I can remember being, uh, you know, go back to our middle school coaching days and even TV days. You, I don't care what, what level – I, everyone hates to lose. Every coach hates to lose, and there's no one will go home and feel worse tonight than Coach Graham. Those coaches are going to beat themselves up, but they're going, you know, first thing in the morning they're going to wake up. But actually, they'll probably go home tonight and watch film tonight, you know, just to see where they can get better. So I know they're going to put the effort and work in it to help these young men get better. So next week, you know, hey, Portion West comes to town, and we got to be ready. Absolutely. That's it. So PJ, just go over some Minford stats real quick for us. All right. Uh, Jeff Pika finishes off the night with 20 carries, 163 yards, averaging 8.1 yards per carry. Uh, Bryson McQuaid, uh had one carry for 10 yards. Uh, Peyton Cottle, he finishes off the night with 13 carries with 35 yards, averaging 2.6 yards per carry. And then at the end of the night, number 36, if we have a name on him, I didn't get that. Shrike? Yes. He Randall Shrike. At the end of the night, he had one carry for 24 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, passing, uh, let's see here, uh, Peyton Cottle, he's at 25 attempts for 12 completions for a total of 230 yards, uh, average of 19.1 yards per completion, and a 48% completion rate with two touchdowns. So, again, meant for a good football team. Um, we, I will say, and we've said it numerous times throughout the broadcast, we did not expect them to throw the ball as much as they did. Um, I thought we had some, some problems in pass coverage. And we've showed up against the pass um, you know, a lot better against Oak Hill and um, Fairland last week, especially late in the game. But uh, you know, this week, just some, just some things with some personnel changes and a little bit different uh, defensive alignment going from a three-man front to a four-man front. Uh, so we'll see how that carries out. Uh, again, just injury updates. 
Josh Clarkson is, is the missing guy on defense there on the outside linebacker position. He had surgery today. Um, he actually had a boxer fracture in his left hand. Uh, they went in and clamped that back together. I think he got about eight pins put in there. And I've done some reading on that injury. There have been guys come back and play with that after a couple weeks. They'll half cast him, uh, but his doctor's going to evaluate him week to week. So we'll see see how that goes. So uh, the only thing left to do, order of business, I guess, guys, is we have a Monroe collision hit of the game or collision of the game that we need to award. Um, I'm trying to think of some stuff that stands out. I think one of the big plays early on was Hunter Brown uh, when he crashed down the defensive line and drug uh, Pika down in the backfield. I think that was pretty key, and he finished that with some force. Yeah, perfect play. Um, like you talked about, that's a big man, and uh, for Hunter Brown to bring him down like he did, yes, I definitely have to agree on that. How about you, Pete? Absolutely. So the only, the only one, other one that would have come close would have been late in the game here. Um, Isaac Williams put a pretty good stick on Bradley uh, coming through the line. But, yeah, I think uh, our Monroe collision hit of the game tonight, collision of the game, is going to go to Hunter Brown for the Golden Rockets. Congratulations, Hunter. On a, on a nice hit that he put on a very, very talented running back, Jeff Pika. So with that, guys, uh, we'll go through our list of sponsors one more time before we get out of here. Uh, your sponsors, this game brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Howard Hanna McNerland Network, Four Winds Community, Gas and Stuff of Hamden, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, McDonald's of Wellston, R.M. Williams Funeral Service, Benton County National Bank, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implement, Rent to Own Jackson, Dave Strickland State Farm Insurance, Dave Custom Bushing, Ella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Jackson County Banking Center, Jenkins Care Community, Banking Center, Jenkins Care Community, Dakota's Roadhouse, Rio Grande Jackson, MacArthur Centers, Ose Heiser Miller, Wagon and Clag Attorneys, Galia Jackson Meg's Alcohol, Drug and Mental Health Board, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am and KO of Jackson, Monroe Collision, Felicio Foods, Hicken Steel Roofing and Siding, Holzer Health Systems, Happenings Bistro, and Nimco Propane. And with that, guys, final score, 42-18, to 18, Minford. We will see you next week. I'm Matt Peterson on the play-by-play, along with Nathan Mollahan and Paul Peterson. Jordan Lackey will be back with us next week as we go home and face Portsmouth West. So with that, you guys have a great night. God bless and be safe. You've been listening to Wellston Golden Rocket Football on Fox Sports 105.3 FM, AM 1330 WYPC, and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Tonight's game has been brought to you in part by the Ohio Valley Bank, Howard Hanna Realtors, McNerland Network, Four Winds Community, Gas and Stuff of Hamden, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, McDonald's of Wellston, R.M. Williams Funeral Services, Benton County National Bank, Lockard Insurance Agency, Iron City Implement, Rent to Own, Dave Strickland State Farm Insurance, Dave's Custom Butchering, Leela Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Wellston Golden Rocket Football also brought to you by Nymco Propane, Happening Bistro, Holzer Health System, Higgins Steel Roofing and Siding, Felicio Foods, Monroe Collision with the collision of the game. Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am and KO of Jackson. The Gallia Jackson Meg's Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board. Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagen, and Clagg, Attorneys at Law. The University of Rio Grande, Jackson, and MacArthur Centers. Dakota's Roadhouse. Jenkins Care Community. And Jackson County Banking Center. 
join us all season long for play-by-play hard-hitting action of Wellston Golden Rocket football on Fox Sports 105.3 FM, AM 1330 WYPC, and around the world on the Total Media Radio app.